0: Recycle's
1: and (laughs) misfits, Coming to you from the Recycle Garage.
2: Here at the Recycle Garage.
1: In San Santa Cruz, California. Do your burp, 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 burp. There it is. There it is. We've got a rowdy group tonight. This is going to be a fun show. I was looking forward to this. Hey everyone, this is Liza. And uh, I ain't got nothing but no chicken bone. I still think my bike was cursed, man.
2: Which one? Oh, you, that chicken bone, you dude. Yeah, you were fucked, straight up cursed. That's a voodoo bone. You better bike. dance chicken around with some white, chicken cha- chicken white sage and two-stroke oil. In the
1: KLR under the air filter, like a big chicken bone.
2: Well, what happened prior to that?
1: How oh, did it get there? She was t I ruined a wedding.
3: Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a
1: long story. Um, yeah, let's get to who is here with me in the studio today, sitting closer to... To me. Oh, know. You know, there's a reason why he doesn't sit this coast because he's what you're in can say. I'm within distance.
2: Yes. No. He's you see over you know already, don't you? <laughs> I got my phone, a phone up t- 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 in defensive posture. That's <laughs> a reminder.
1: That, that would be the dulcet tones of uh, Naked Jim.
2: Yes, feral as fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> great to be here. Very excited. Did he say hairless? No. I
3: was telling them about. I've
1: seen
2: you naked, bud. I know.
1: I was telling them about when you sat on me naked and I flung the Packer at. You and it was lost in a motorcycle engine for weeks.
2: Does a great quick story for some stupid reason. <laughs> Liza was sitting on the couch in the garage. I took off all my clothes and jumped on her backwards and pinned her to the couch, okay. which I knew she would hate. Yeah, she was. Tra- I-, I was surprised you couldn't strike, but I yeah. had you good. But then I had a tiger by the tail as I jumped up and fled. She pursued me with a soft penis. What are those called? The stuffers? Packers. The packers. Yeah, she packers. hurled a packer with great velocity. It was
1: the closest
2: thing in reach. Past my head, made a cracking sound, <laughs> and then disappeared. We had no idea where it
0: went. Yeah. Later up, that day, up in box. <laughs>
2: Later that day, the packer was found in between. It was was it your KLR? I don't know. It was wedged wedge. wedge. in between a radiator somewhere. Not long Next time. to a chicken. Uh, Love uh, yeah. to see another day. Yeah.
1: Oh the good old days, huh?
2: How you doing?
1: <laughs> oh, running the or board. Chow,
2: I should say, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. running the board tonight. It's Stumpy John.
4: Hola, a todos, uh, todos los cabrones ahí en los Estados Unidos.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, unity.
4: Jose, yeah. what
1: <laughs> isn't
5: that what the minions always say? That's true. I'm a yeah, I think so. Cabra? Did you just go on Chupacabra.
1: strike? I don't know what happened.
2: I did. I'm I'm, uh, I'm protesting grapes.
1: Ah,
6: uh,
2: okay.
1: <laughs> Even the cotton candy
6: grapes. <laughs> that means any kind of is. grape. Yeah, Anti grapes, man. No grapes, eggs? everybody. Hey. No grapes. Is that because you're All a grape right. smuggler? I am. I smuggle. Uh, I can't tell you where I smuggle them. Ooh, yeah, smuggler. Yeah, we'll
4: I've got, I keister my grapes. Um,
1: okay, c- everyone, <laughs> I, calm down, because this next introduction is a big one. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if you all know. Record setting. Oh, my this, God. This is a big deal. We can't wait.
0: World this is famous. A big deal. World famous.
1: Our oh most listened to episode ever. Bigger than Wayne Rainey. Bigger oh, than Norman Reedus. Wow. Bigger than Eric Buell. All of those. None wow. other than <gasps> Carla King.
3: Yay. Yeah.
1: In the, house. the reigning champion
0: I'm is back.
3: I am so surprised to hear that. She <laughs> was I'm, really like, really? I'm like, <laughs> Wait, what did I say last time? <laughs> what know. did I say? Oh, I don't oh, know. We have big
2: expectations stuff. this time, though. I'll tell know. you what.
0: I don't no. Know.
3: <laughs> you're, you're a lovely it's human always being. Always fun to be here. Always fun to be here. So,
1: uh, also joining her on the couch yes, for I the first a time.
3: Friend. Yeah. Yes. Join
1: us, fellow podcaster. Yes. It's
5: Kim Ayers. It is Kim Ayers of the Sex Chat with Kim Ayers podcast. Ooh. So, that's a big hint as to what my specialty is, other than motorcycle riding, of course.
1: Well, and, and hopefully these two are going to come together.
5: It's always a good thing to do.
1: Yes. Yes. Excellent. Oh yeah. my God! You already got me into that.
2: Yeah, it was that, a play on words. Right I'm there. so yeah. glad we, we all were what looking at each it? other like, "Who's going like, to say it?" Whoa. I'm just glad Liza was looking at Mike. Don't look away. <laughs> don't look away. Don't look away. Don't look away. Just don't say my name.
1: Don't don't look at me when I'm inside of you. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Really? And uh, joining us for the second time now.
4: Yes, yeah, sec- Yes, yeah, second time.
1: It yeah. is Kelly who has one of the coolest named children.
4: KSSO. Oh, my son, Blaze. There it is. Oh, he was here there earlier today, but he had to go get back to Sacramento. He's got oh. to work in the morning. Does he ride like a flaming chopper? No, yeah. CBR 600. Oh.
1: No, oh. but I asked him as a child, did he feel pressure to be fast
4: on the playground? Mm. I don't know. That would be pressure, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> oh, no, not pressured, supported.
0: <laughs> oh, oh,
1: I mean, I was telling support, if, you, you know,
4: if he wanted to do a sport or something was support, but I wasn't like the... Not push him into anything, but but definitely support him in anything he wanted to, to I keep to, thinking to he do. should
5: be a quarterback, you know, professional quarterback with the mm, name Blaze. Mm. Number 12, Blaze, just oh, driving yeah. it right through.
4: Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he is a receiver, wide receiver, and, oh, and,
0: and, and, and then that rugby.
4: Works. He did, he did good in rugby. rugby. Well, like Eddie
2: Mercy, I, yeah. I just
1: have one thing to say. Well played, sir. Well played. Well, played. well done. And uh, one of the fan favorites coming back, it's Bagel.
6: Uh, greetings <laughs> and, and plus one.
0: Oh.
6: Ooh, okay. Oh. Wait, who? So. who? Are you having what? a baby, oh.
2: Bagel?
6: Oh. <laughs> Did it come with a little monkey?
2: It's
5: a baby.
6: I, I, I bought a little ET4 on eBay. Oh. It,
5: a little it, damony it, scooter.
6: It, it, has a, it has a bad front tire, so it needs some work. So I bought a parts bike to fix it up with. <laughs> so it's my, it's my latest project. That's like a Curious George scooter, isn't it? Isn't it like thinking Ooh. this book? Uh, Barbie, actually. A bagel. Oh, Barbie. <laughs> for, yes,
1: and I guess for everyone else to know, at Costco, they have the Vespa Lego sets
6: for sale. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, I've already got mine, but yes, uh, so good Yes, so do I.
1: Know. Right over there in yep. the corner. Oh, nice. for, oh, I'm sorry. There's one more. I almost forgot. <laughs> uh, it's award-winning Mike.
7: How you doing?
1: Hey, how you doing? Cruising <laughs> hard. Uh, try it, not to um, uh, break those headphones on your massively large I head. I know.
7: I feel like a gorilla. <laughs> I really do. I oh, already did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I take no. them back together. Is it both. Mikey
2: three or four times now? How many awards? Uh, four, Three. Three. And okay.
1: what are they for? It's a hard three. He likes to win third place in bike shows. I got
7: second one time. Oh right! Yeah.
0: Wow.
7: Yeah.
1: Somebody the... dropped out? Oh wait, there was only oh, two yeah. people entered.
7: No, that was fucking. Why do you got to be together?
0: like that? Why do you have to I'm
1: be not like lying. that? Today? No, I'm not lying. No, that wasn't my category.
7: <laughs> that was his Sportster category. I had nothing to do with me. That was uh, uh, Emma's boy. Pick on no, Mike. With one of your with two third bikes place in it. And he won fucking second place. I, it wasn't me. <laughs> It was like 15 mics of mine. Oh, okay. So, okay.
0: All yeah. right.
1: Yeah. Well, Mike is here because he went on another amazing trip and he was telling me on the phone about how awesome it was. And I said, hold on. Let's just talk about it on the podcast. But first, I need to get to some announcements. We have big announcements. Uh, December 3rd is happening. Our five hundredth episode party!
5: Oh my god! Five hundred episodes. Might have to drive up to
1: five hundred episode party. It's happening on December third. It's twelve to six at the Moto Talbot Museum in Carmel Valley. There's gonna beautiful be, little Hamlet. There's going to be uh, some surprise guests. Surprise cause I don't know who they are
2: yet. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, but we're working on some stuff. It's going to be a live podcast recording. It's going to be a misfit reunion. How many? Mike, how many misfits do you think we actually have? I mean, like
7: if it's like New 30, York, forty. I don't know if it's like New York. Your real close friends are the ones that will fight for you no matter what your acquaintances are the people that you know you wouldn't fight for you so i don't know how do you how do you quantify that where do you misfits? put mean megan mean megan um she's an og yeah
2: she would step mm-hmm. like
7: if, oh, yeah, came right now, I if she came back right now she'd probably step in you know and she take was, a take a blade she would, she would. didn't yeah. you um, say we're gonna have a petting zoo too
1: uh well are you offering <laughs> up yourself <laughs>
6: Everybody can pet me if they want.
1: Um, So this is a a party bagel. I'm really, really hoping that you were coming down for this. Yes,
6: I am planning to come down. I've got the time off. That is great. I'm going to be be
1: sending out invites to all of our guests, all the misfits. It's going to be a big, fun time. Anyone is welcome to come. The only catch is everybody has to buy a ticket to the event. Uh, The ticket pays for your admission to the museum, and that's how they're letting us use the museum. So it's it's ten dollar entrance, uh I think it's like twelve bucks on Eventbrite, um motorcycles and misfits. You can go to our Facebook page. I'll put a post on the website eventually. Um uh, but make sure you get your tickets, all you guys, get your tickets because I don't know, it might sell out. They told me that they have um a fire marshal said you can only have forty nine people. I'm like, uh Yeah, they said
2: it's limited capacity, I'm I sure it will ebb and flow. That. But uh yeah. It'll be fun, though. Yeah, Taco Truck. There'll be uh, some sponsor people there. Yeah. It'll be a hoot. And it's ch- I think it's more expensive to go on a normal day, like as their donation or whatever they take. Yeah,
1: no, it's, t- it's $10. Is it always 10 Yeah. Yeah, it's just the... We're just... It's a nonprofit, this museum. So we're just putting all the funds towards that. But we're going to have drinks and food and stuff. Um, another announcement, Rev Sisters Moto Film Festival. It is... October 28th is when it starts. Uh, Kim, if you didn't know, this uh, it's another hat I wear. I'm a Rev sister. And oh. we produce motorcycle film festivals. And this one is online, again, uh, because it, it went online because of COVID. Um, it is absolutely free for the first weekend of viewing. It's, it's on hosted on YouTube. But you still have to register to get your passes, get your access. If you want the two-week viewing um, window, it is only $10 for a ticket got tons of films and this year we got a whole bunch of international films.
8: That's I've been great.
1: watching French, uh Brazilian, um from all over. And 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 just like our podcast it's all sorts. It's racing. I saw a really cool one on um motocross sidecar racing. These guys, That's oh fun. man.
5: Oh, what are they going to think of
1: next? I know, right? <laughs> um
2: sidecar. I think I saw someone's in Instagram about the uh film festival. Yeah. yeah. Go to Rev,
1: revsisters.com and register there. And then last one. This is pretty cool. Um, a former guest of ours and personal friend, Aaron Sills. Have you guys seen the big Fast news? Aaron? So Aaron Sills has 45 land speed records now, I think, and has a wow. motorcycle in the Smithsonian. Oh, that's just awesome. wow. had the gala party this weekend and the opening of the exhibit. It's a... Uh, it's like uh, speed and it's like land and air. It's all this stuff. It's like there's Aaron's motorcycle and tracksuit next to like Mario Andretti's car.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, it's she's the amazing. Well, woman in the mm-hmm. world, right? Mm-hmm. It's what an honor yeah. for her to be there. So I'm trying to plan a trip down to Washington, D.C. to go see this because that's pretty cool. The,
2: the honors don't get much higher than the Smithsonian in this know, country well, or in the world she's been My on our gosh. show
1: and in the smithsonian oh we've I mean, had I'm
2: chili going. with her and uh her and her <laughs> husband so uh oh.
1: yeah so go to the Wonderful if you people. if you're go, anywhere near uh, washington dc go to the smithsonian go see the new exhibit and uh say you know about her from us um all right mike are you ready to do this yeah you have been living the high life haven't you yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So here's here's the thing. Um uh cat from Layout Escapes. Do you guys know Layout Escapes? Oh, you know Kat? Yeah, Kat? yeah. He's been coming on our show for years and talking about his trips and we love promoting, you know, uh, a local and a friend. But we really didn't have any idea what he does or how well he does it until uh Mike went on one of his trips oh, and nice. then this year, I don't know if you know, but he developed a misfits and in, in the Dolomites trip oh, for, for our Dolomites. listeners that Emma went on. Really, yeah. How much
3: that is and
1: that? it he scaled it down. It didn't involve a MotoGP G P track and the usual flair that he does. Uh, this one was more of a teaching uh, trip on how to learn how to navigate on your own and get around, and uh, but provided all the same perks that he does. And we had it. Huge. I mean, huge success. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also gave us insight that he's really good at what he does. Yes. He
3: Yes, I've ridden with him. He's awesome. He's really good at what he, he does, and he knows how to pick the good places with the hot tubs and the view and the good food. Well, see, this where is where did is you go? <clears throat> we just went up in Northern California. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, this is why Mike was
1: calling me an asshole a second ago. Oh, because he's got all these amazing photos of beautiful villages and cappuccinos and charcuterie, and I'm like, mm-hmm. Mikey, yeah, I could give two shits about this kind of vacation photos. <laughs> yep. I'm going to be honest. This is not my brand of stuff. I it looks great, but more so I love hearing about Cat and the service that he offers and how well he does. So you went on another one of Cat's trips and this one is called Corsica Dream? Yeah. Um but you had a uh, you, you were there for a reason. You weren't just going to be on the tour. You were working it.
7: Yeah, I was.
1: So this is it. It's just going to be the short answers.
7: Well, yeah. I mean, you're asking me questions. I'm answering. So you them, did a trip you know, before that, and, uh, um, you know?
1: Yeah. So you went on the first trip and you came back and said, "This guy's actually really good at what he does." Yeah. And you had such a great time. Wait, that was er- earlier this year.
7: Yeah, it was like six weeks before it. Yeah. I got back. Um, so, yeah, I went on the uh, Corsica dream, and uh, <clears throat> I didn't. I didn't. Be honest with you, I didn't really know anything about Corsica or Sardinia when I went or mm-hmm. before. Hand and I said, yeah, sure, Italy. Um, It turns out, I suppose the northern islands French and the southern ones Italian. There's like a whole long history about the whole thing. Hmm. Um, And yeah, and that that was it. But like that wasn't only part of the ride. Um, But yeah, I did a bunch of drone stuff for my for my own, you know, because I like doing the video stuff. And uh, he was so stoked on it, he asked me to come back um, so that he can use it for a promotional video for for his that tour. That's great. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, sure, you know. Um,
1: so this tour, the Korska Dream, so usually on his tours, it's like, you get a really nice bike, really nice hotels, he takes you around, and then you end up on a track. Is that what this was, too?
7: Yeah, yeah.
1: So where did you start?
7: Um, we start out in Rome. Uh, like, the the last trip I was on, we started out in Munich, and they um, he usually picks a hotel that's pretty close to the rental, because, you know, when you're packing for like 10 days or 12 days, you kind of carrying stuff with you depending on the size of the group. And if you're going to have a chase vehicle, this one did have a chase vehicle, um, which is a little bit, a little bit nicer. Cause then I could bring a little bit more stuff. Um, I don't have to choose as much on the way. Um, but in Rome, um, the motorcycle dealership was like, you know, five minutes down the road. Uh, I would say the first thing that, that I would mention was like, I, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have gone like earlier. Yeah. So I went for like, um, <clears throat> I don't know i think I was like five or six days early and just you know around rome and i did a bunch of stuff i went down to um naples pompeii the amalfi coast positano capri stuff like that so um and then i you know i came back up and i did all the rome stuff the vatican and all that um and it was very very hot it was, it, was, it was in a heat wave or something um the rome was insane i don't know if, if you got anybody here who's ever been to rome but it, and it's and then having gone to like I think I was I was
2: like, fourteen cities or something. Yeah, the way you, the way you like rolled off those cities, like I, it's awesome that you're so comfortable <laughs> with fucking Italy. I'm like I've never even been there. Mike's like yeah. ringing off all these cities. I mean, those. I just hit like the, the big awesome, names, right? Dude. Like you
7: know, everybody knows those names that I said, and that's all I yeah, knew. So I went cool to go though. check them out. Yeah. You know, uh, and you had the family there for that time too. No, they're there in the end. Okay. but like most of his tour kind of focuses on like from Rome up like uh north to livorno and then you, you hop on a ferry and then it's kind of like tuscany based which is the northern part of of italy um so that's why when i was in rome early i was i was stoked that i could take a little bit of time and go check out the south a little bit on my own mm-hmm. um without a tour or whatever so that was pretty good um but have like again realistically
1: squirrel Oh, There's squirrel. literally a squirrel mind. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs>
7: I think like what was one of the most interesting things about the trip for me was getting to compare the cities to one another uh, and also getting to have like this, you know, I'm like 40 and I've heard and seen and known about Italy and I have all these like ideas. And then you get there to kind of like put them against what's actually there, um, the people, the food and, and uh, you know, the actual culture, like experiencing it. And then the cities, um, you know, there are a lot of similarities, but then they're completely different to each other. And if I could say one thing about Rome, it, it was definitely like kind of uh, Italian Disneyland a little right. bit. Mm. Yep. And, 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 and not like in the way that there's like, you know, like in, I'm from New York, right? It's not like going to Brooklyn, you know, during like an Italian, you know, festival or something. It was it was like things you've seen on posters and movies and stuff. And then you're there, like kind of like Hollywood. And it was kind of like that, right? Yeah, it's totally like that. Yeah, it's a lived-in city where people are doing, there's like, you know, politics and businesses, but I, while I was there, I felt like the, I felt like kind of, okay, so there's tourists everywhere. I don't have to feel uncomfortable about being a tourist because I'm with my people here, right? Like this is like, it was like a tourist town. Mm -hmm. So everywhere you go, everything's catered towards a tourist, even though there is businesses and, you know, residents and this, that, um... That was very much the vibe I got. It was completely different than, you know. Did you like Parma. it or not? I, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, okay. I loved it. I mean, I've never seen anything like it being on the East Coast, you know, for where I'm from. You, you know, we'll have like some historical stuff. Right, like some like colonial times things and civil war stuff, and here we have west uh, like cowboy shit and you know stuff like that.
1: We we have things like this is the first Seven Eleven uh, east of the Mississippi. Yeah,
2: you old know what I'm saying. We've got like us. Victorian you buildings, know? right? Yeah, yeah they, so they they were like wrestling lions and things. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's pretty.
7: <laughs> yeah. It's really pretty yeah. Yeah. here yeah. to yeah. see like the contrast of new and old, but it kind of still blends right. a, like relatively normal. But the difference there is that like mm-hmm. you're like. This is straight up two thousand years old, and then you're sitting in a cafe, like literally right, right. next to it, looking at this. And then I, I definitely had a lot of these feelings of like, this is insane. Like, like there's been um, uh, commerce right here where I'm sitting for like de- like what centuries? Yeah, like like it's been functioning. And then also like getting to see you know the technology and the the, the just how well crafted and beautiful things were. Um Was really uh, it was just kind of a lot to take in. Mm-hmm.
5: Hey, know? what's the di- what? Okay, um, what's the difference between two? Let's see. Let me get. I'm screwing this up here. Uh, <laughs> all right, is um two? Okay, what's the difference between two hundred miles and two hundred years old? Okay, an American thinks two hundred years old is old, and a European thinks two hundred miles is far. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah something like true. that yeah did you did you drive in italy oh, were or were you on bikes i did no
7: i drove i was on motorcycles like oh, when no. i was in rome Who did you guys I ride Who were you riding hold on what were you riding?
1: hold on, what were you riding? Hold on. Yeah. yeah hold on he did drive you have to tell the story
7: oh that's i told you about the that. bridge oh wait I, i'll get to that let me get to that because that's Cause apparently hilarious. you can
1: get yourself into trouble <laughs> on tiny it anyway. roads <laughs> just saying fucked up
0: it's fucked up it
7: is but anyway, so we were in Rome, and, and it, it was uh, it was definitely an experience, I think, that everybody should go and see and the Vatican, see the Sistine Chapel, the creation, you know, um, there's just so <gasps> Did much. Did you
1: hear about that American tourist this week there? Seriously? Not Where? a Where? What happened? He went to the Vatican, insisted on seeing the Pope, and uh-huh. when they wouldn't let him in, he smashed ancient statues.
6: Oh, jeez.
0: Oh, no. Man. Yeah. The Pope Wait. should have seen him apparently. Yeah. Is American? Americans so that's
7: too. another thing that yeah, you see either. there is that you see yeah. like the the generations of you know decay and also like war and then there's like a lot of um, you know looting right at different <gasps> times um, and it's just it's really kind of interesting to see and then at some point like things were preserved right like mm-hmm. uh, like I, I, I remember seeing the Coliseum and, and thinking to myself like wait well, it looks like Swiss cheese like it was a weird I, I wanted to know like why was there these little pop marks and holes everywhere and I saw so like I did like a private tour of the Vatican and the Colosseum because I just didn't want to deal with all the crowds mm-hmm. and stuff. And uh, it turns out that there was like metal, right? Metal pieces that held mm. all the blocks together. They tell you about the construction, and at some period of time that like people would just go in literally for the metal. And then if you look at it, when you see some better preserved buildings in Italy, um, like the like Pisa. Pisa is just a building, right? Yeah. It's like a what do what they do? You remember what are they called? the, the tower? Leading the leading tower. tower. No, but what is, what is a tower called? It's like a Torrey. Um, where they do. Um, There's like the way buildings are set up there in churches. They'll have like the chapel, and then there's like a dome where um, baptisms happen, and then there's like yeah something, and then they 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 all have these like towers next to them. Mm -hmm. The Pisa was one of those, but the craziest thing about it is it's literally exactly as it was, meaning that it was completely sheathed in like sheets of marble, Mm -hmm. and then you go and see the ancient buildings that are like um, you know the Colosseum and some of the um, the, the, you know the the old uh, like the Forum. Yeah, the forum. That's yeah. right. Yeah, and and you see the the original construction, which is brick, and it, you're just like, holy shit, this looks like a like a house in Brooklyn, like it's straight up mm-hmm. brickwork.
1: All right, we need to get some motorcycles. Well, I'm going to
2: get here. to it. I'm just saying, like, but all these <laughs> things were once.
1: It's what is really, this? The Cleveland, Cleveland Moto,
7: Moto Podcast? No, no, no it's yeah. crazy. It's, <laughs> yeah. Did you
2: go in the middle of the Colosseum like gladiator? I didn't and, go, like, go down in the, like, in the
7: bottom, oh, but I was. I was like where the emperor comes out. You'd be whatever. a boss gladiator. But I just want to just let me finish. It's all these things at one time were completely covered. And like finished marble and like mm. uh, frescas with statues and mm. gold. So it's like to see where it is, it's it's, it's almost crazy to see it as it is. but you couldn't even imagine how decorative uh, everything right. was yeah. and creative. And then you fast forward and you're staying in a hotel in Italy and you're like, what happened to the quality of Italians? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> What's going on here? Like Motel shit just six. falling apart. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it's just, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. <laughs>
1: All but. right. I want to talk about motorcycles because – you got to choose an interesting motorcycle for this trip. I
7: didn't get to choose.
1: Okay, well, you got a cool motorcycle. So yeah. normally, he's putting people on like S1000RRs and stuff like that, right? It's a sporty bike, something.
7: Well, now you get GSs. You get lots of different sure, kind of options. Sure, but they're a lot of people high end performance yeah. bikes.
1: Yeah. You got...
7: I got a Ducati, a Ducati 2022 Desert X. Oh
2: wow! Oh, is it really? The adventure bike with yeah. the two oh, round headlights. That's right. It yeah. Looked like an oh, get yeah. Oh Wow.
7: Yeah, it was wow. gorgeous. Did you like, go off person. road or
3: curb hopping? Uh, curb hopping. <laughs> yeah,
7: curb hopping. Um, that's not what you wrote on the track, was it? No, no. I had a Panigale V2. Oh, okay. Okay. oh my Which God! Which was like I wow. felt like a, I yeah, felt like these are dream trips. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. But
1: but what did you think cool. of the desert sled?
7: I thought it was fantastic. Uh, Or desert X, right? Desert X. So yeah, desert X. For me, I usually never have an inseam issue with stuff. Like I, I just don't like I'm, I'm I'm having. But I will say about that one, uh, the the only thing is the seat is just wide enough to put Mm. your legs out. Yeah. So like I was like on my tippy toes often, even with the compressing of the suspension. So it was kind of, kind of crazy. And then I had a broken hand with a cast. Oh yeah. So being on tippy toes when the bike would be. kind of leaning one way, it was kind of difficult for me to, I'd have to really correct things because uh, I only had, you know, a couple of fingers to work can with. Can so. we
1: talk for a second about how you broke your hand again at the track Yeah, and modified your cast so that you could go on this
3: Let's ride? Let's talk about that. I really, yeah, <laughs> I sh- I'll show you a picture of it too. <laughs> okay. So
7: anyway, I was at Laguna Seca like a week or so before and like I like to kind of prep a little bit at the racetrack for, for like, you know, the MotoGP track we're going to. And I did excellent. I was there for a full day, and I had an amazing time. Uh, like literally, like my times were really good on the track. And uh, the last, the second to last session, I I grabbed mm-hmm. my one thousand, and I I wanted to just rip around on it. And I wasn't well. I'm gonna lie. I was gonna say I wasn't pushing it, but um, you know, and it was crazy because I was able to get like literally, it would just steal 15 seconds off of each lap with this. Down, you just give it power on the straights, and you just fucking mm-hmm. get your time back. You know. Yeah. But, um, how fast were you through the straightaway <laughs> at Laguna? Yeah. I don't know, it was over hundred. Oh okay. sure. But I mean like there's a thing at Laguna with turn one where you get kind of scared. Yeah, because you can't yeah. see. Yeah. And, and so it's like it's like it really I think the, the faster you go is based on like you know how many balls how much balls you got to like keep holding on. How many laps away, have you, you done know? there? Yeah. Um but anyway. So, so you cast. I, yeah, I yeah. cast I crashed at turn eleven. Um oh. it was like right before the straightaway. On the thousand? On the one thousand, yeah, and it, so I was going like fifteen. My uh, shifter got stuck, and I couldn't do whatever. And I, it, I just like the bike just slid out under me. Oh. I, I, I came off the race line, mm. and I went to brake, and I let off the gas at the same time, and the whole front just compressed really quick, and it was like kind of loose. So like I didn't even know what happened. I was like, all right, fuck it, I'll just dirt bike straight off, and then come weight <laughs> off the track, no problem. As soon as I kind of just slightly hit any kind of like braking. The bike just washed, and I Ugh. I went like Superman. I got a video of it uh, on my iPad where I'm like flying like Fat Superman <laughs> with this fucking Power Ranger suit, <laughs> and I, I landed right on my thumb, and I think my thumb just like like flipped yeah. all the way back, and then just like it, it was like it snapped off almost, uh. or it uh. did, and then so like and I remember like standing up and be like, oh that's crunchy,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh. Like, that's pretty oh. crunchy.
7: Like I I'm, I'm pretty sure it's broken, so I get oh, it wrapped man. up, and then I go and get you know. Whatever. I show you guys. You want to see the pins? Did you jack the bike no.
0: up? No. I'll scratch
3: a little bit. So <laughs> yeah. how, wait, how wait, did, did the you shifter? The shi. I'm like, what happened with the shifter?
7: Um, there was like a clutch issue where I couldn't shift. Um, I couldn't shift. I couldn't downshift. So I was coming into the turn trying to drop to first or second, and then take. It's like a really tight, sh- slow turn. But like I'm kicking That's down, true. kicking down, because I'm coming in it like like believing it's going to happen. So I come in and I want a quick shift. Boom, boom and then set up for the turn. But I kick, yeah. and I'm like, boom, boom, it's not working. You can see in the video. And I'm like, oh, shit, boom, boom, it's not working. And I'm like, it's not shifting yeah. out. So I'm gliding in neutral, fast that I have. Oh, so i got to yeah. brake quickly. Mm. You know, what, what turn the was, turn. was it? turn 11, right before the straightaway. That's, oh, the, the, that's the bottom of the
2: bottom of the mm.
3: corner.
7: So they had, like, pins oh. in my hand or whatever.
2: You know? so,
3: this, so were you, pre- uh, can I just ask? Yeah, yeah, like, speed Like, into did that. you tuck and roll? I mean, did the, the and the I I kind of jumped Superman like this. And
7: when I landed on my hand, Mm-hmm. I kinda rolled over it once. One, and yeah. uh, and that was it.
3: And the leathers protect. Everything you yeah, everything was fine. I had
7: an airbag on. It, oh, yeah? it popped off and everything oh, was wow. good. It Ooh. was just my like, my thumb. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I go back and they throw some ice on it and he's like, Oh, you will be all right. Oh. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, it's crunching. I'm like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure whatever. So <laughs>
5: Take uh, time and all. You'll be and fun. I broke my wrist right <laughs>
7: before the check trip and so but I got yeah. the cast off right before. Like, uh, I got the cast off on a Friday, and then I was at Laguna Seca on Monday to try to test my wrist out and see if it would be good for Czech Republic. And it was okay enough to ride, so that Wednesday I went to the Czech. And that's when I did that tour. And then, But this time I broke it, and I had to wear a cast the whole time on this one. So So how does mm
1: -hmm. one modify a cast so Um, you can still ride?
7: So, like, I I was hoping they would tell me they would pull the pins out before I went. Mm. And because somebody was (sighs) like, yeah, they might pull them out. And I'd be like, oh, that'd be great um turns out i'm really glad they didn't because it kept my bone my bones together oh. um, but uh, the first one had my thumb kind of slightly out like this and i went to try mm-hmm. to ride around on my mini bike and the, you know around my property and this is your
1: left hand left hand yeah so this is your my clutch. shift yeah
7: clutch and um we're all squeeze. wiggling our left yeah
3: hands yeah hand hand thumb, but you don't use your thumb
7: but your thumb locks your hand in especially mm-hmm. if you have a lot of pressure yep, on true. the on the clutch so Yep. I told I went back in to the doctor like I think I left again in the middle of the week and I went in on a Monday and I said look you gotta you gotta cut it off and he's like oh what's going on I cut was the like thumb? no <laughs> right. yeah. I said you gotta take the cast off and he's like oh what's what's the problem and I was like oh I said my my hand shrunk and it's moving around a lot I just bullshitted him but uh, then when he put it on I pulled out a a, a Pull pulled out a, a, a grip.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. Like you like know. Jocelyn Snow did. Yeah, he pulls yeah, it yeah. out and I pulled <laughs> it the awesome. grip
7: out and I was like, can you just kind of it's work it around like a little shit. bit? And he kept putting my thumb out so I and I kept like, when he'd like turn, I'd like push it back like this <laughs> while I was around setting the and then he'd come yeah. back and like kind of come <laughs> and adjust it and I would like push it back and then eventually it set like kind of the way I wanted it to <laughs> so that it would be, you know, <laughs> good. So, oh my God. And then that So happened. basically
1: wow. your cast was on the handlebar and then your
0: fingers were free.
7: It was my palm and my thumb would stay up like this, yeah. and then I could I could oh, shift like that. Mm. And then I had I went to So So Maria and I had him take one of my built gloves and modify it. <laughs>
1: did
7: this is funny. Like yes, <laughs> he, has, did you know he had wow. his yeah.
1: glove from a seamstress <sighs> enlarged. To Get all yeah. yeah. his hand. They, they split, open. Open. They split yeah. the yeah. glove
7: yeah. right here and right here, right in and put extra materials. and a zipper on it, and it looked like a it looked like a like like a claw claw. Wow. Yeah, it was called the Franken glove because it had this huge zipper <laughs> and extra material right here to go around like the thumb of the cast oh, and shit. Wow. Brilliant. Wow. And, and I knew if I didn't do that, they wouldn't have let me ride at Magello, or may, they might not have caught it. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? There would have been like, Paint oh, he was. Black. <laughs> if they just saw like this massive, like, kind of weird glove hand thing, they might think that I was like retarded or I had like a fucking. You it's know, like, a like a Jackie handicap, Chan. And they like, don't say anything. Just let him ride, you know? <laughs> when Jackie
1: Chan had a broken foot and yeah. he painted a shoe onto his cast.
7: It was a Nike, no, sw- yes. a Nike swoosh. Yeah, yeah. was on the side of his cast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. oh my
3: gosh, what we do yeah. for love. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, That's awesome, and, dude.
7: So you're. It kind of worked. And both the bikes I used had quick shift, so I didn't really have to. Shift that much, so but it was good.
3: I haven't used that yet. Mm. It's good because I don't race. Like yeah am a slow Way. rider. <laughs> I don't. I don't race either. but So uh, the now,
7: Ducati had a quick shifter. Yeah, no shit. Mm-hmm. No, it it does. Fucking was, that thing was tiny under so me. So
1: let's talk about the kind of roads. I mean, we know that. All right, Italy you said it's beautiful, and you were showing me a lot of drone shots, and there's water and gelato, cappuccinos, and yeah, gelato, Chacuni. and great food. So we know great food, and it's a beautiful place. And is it somewhat affordable?
7: Yeah, so, I mean, like, I think, it, it, like, if I spent a month in Hawaii, I would have probably spent, like, two or three times as much money, Okay, you know? Um, the ticket is probably a couple hundred dollars more to get to Italy. But, I mean, I, with my family, had full-course meals. Like, you know, I, at one point I had, like, wagyu beef or whatever. Mm. What is that? Yeah, uh, shit. You had, like, wagyu. You had to pick it out. They'd show you with it, Chinese writing and shit all over mm. it, where it came from. Um, But, yeah, I mean, the food was super affordable. The hotels were... You I know. hope
1: he didn't eat Chinese Wagyu. Yeah, I hope
5: not.
7: No, <laughs> oh, no, no. You
5: don't know, even Japanese. Yeah. The fuck I was going to say, if they show it on the menu, it's going to be in you
0: Chinese. Get it on. You're like, yeah, I'll take well, very it. Very good from China. Oh, I no, 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 no.
7: It said made oh, in China. They sell it in well, Alibaba. Alex, you can get Alex, a deal. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but, okay. But um, I mean, the roads were, were really good. Um, they were, it was, if I could sum the whole tour up, um, I would say that it is for people who are very passionate kind of canyon drivers right
1: so what you were describing to me is like people come from all over our our country to go to ride the tail of the dragon right and you were like it's just like that every day right all day every day all day every day are you talking about the dolomites
7: why did the dolomites during the check trip Mm. this was this was just like um like Corsica. the southwest mm-hmm. or the southwest coast of Italy from mm-hmm. the midway up Rome all the way up to Livorno and then you do not want me to just tell you the route real quick yeah so we do um, Rome to Livorno we hop on a ferry with our bikes which is kind of interesting it was cool we go to Corsica and we do the entire northern part of Corsica mm-hmm. and we just kind of ride all around um, the the west side which is beautiful um, it's kind of like the, the PCH mm-hmm. um, but mm-hmm. its own version of it um, and just stunning. Mediterranean water, like crystal clear everywhere. I, I mean, it really, I don't think Americans are going to Corsica to go vacation. Or they might not know about it. And like everybody over there is probably like, oh, like instead of going to Hawaii and all that shit we do mm-hmm. here, they go to Corsica. Because mm-hmm. it's beautiful. I mean, it's just, it's stunning. And then we ride all that and then we go down to the end of, um, we stay at this place called Feriola. They service wild boar, and they also have their own wine. Like, everywhere we went had their own wine, which was kind of Yeah, cool. that great? All right,
1: I have a question. <clears throat> how many people were in the group, the tour group? Like,
7: 12 or maybe 13.
1: 12. And um, how, what was the riding ability? Was this a pretty quick-paced ride?
7: Well, I was not the youngest person there. <clears throat> uh, there was another guy, Nikita, who is like, 34. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everybody else was, like, kind of retiring age. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one couple, and they were all... They're all pretty good, but I mean, you know, some rode a little bit more conservative than others, but everybody was able to kind of keep up at the end. Um,
1: and is this a ride at your own pace and we'll meet you at the end of the road, or is this a stay with the group?
7: I think it's kind of organic. You know, the faster yeah. people will stay yeah. up in the front and then they wind up waiting, getting longer breaks. The people in the back are just kind of sightseeing. So, <laughs> yeah.
2: kind of one of those. What was, the, what was the fast bike you were on? What was the not desert Pengali? sled one? The oh, the Pentagali. Pentagali. yeah. Did, should you ride that around? No, like, I d- only on the track. Oh, okay, so yeah. you had the Dang. the other one the whole rest of the time? Yeah.
1: So you're, did you find that the Desert X was able to keep it up excellent. with all the big bikes? Yeah, you can
7: adjust a bunch of stuff as you're going You That's know, for cool. different conditions.
2: Because it's got the big front wheel, 21-inch yeah, front wheel.
7: Yeah, I mean, it was just comfortable. The seat was big. You know, I was able to stand up on it, which was good. Um, I didn't really have any bags with me, so that was kind of good. I didn't have to deal with that. And I, I was ripping around. Like, everybody was like, dude, I can't believe what you're doing with a cat. So you down. could flick it real easy, and it, it, it's and very flickable. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a 937cc
1: V twin. CC V-twin. Tw- yeah. Oh, V twin, oh, no. so it's nice. got a narrow profile,
7: huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, except for the seat. But I was. So well, it's know, comfy a bit. Yeah, it is. it was comfortable when you're riding, but yeah. standing somewhere. Oh, really? Like, I almost fell over one time, and that, like, never happens. <laughs> Like, literally, I like, got my tippy toes and like, turned it wrong way, and it started mm-hmm. to go, and I'm glad it fell on the right side, because I wouldn't have caught it with my life. Hey, welcome to them. my world.
2: <laughs> this is, this
6: is yeah,
7: my yeah, life. Oh, it's an
2: adventure bike. <laughs> you can drop
7: so,
1: it. So I have a question for you. When we do the trips in Pakistan, there's a thing we call moin magic. Mm. Moin just has, makes things appear or makes things happen. I'm curious, what are some of the things that CAT does to make these trips extra special?
7: Um, I think that's all kind of pre planned, right? Like, mm-hmm. there isn't, there's not too much impromptu <clears throat> stuff. And, 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 um,
1: but what are you getting on the tour you wouldn't get if you just went over yourself and rented a bike?
7: I mean, you're getting to see places you, you'd probably never see, like Corsica as an American. Yeah. Like, if you go to We're Italy, sort of you're going yeah. to go to Rome. Yeah, yeah you're going to go like to Rome. You're going to mm-hmm. go to, you know, you're going to go to Pompeii. You're going to go to, uh, you know, up in Tuscany, right? But these are like, you're going to all these crazy spots in between your, the, um, I think what's really interesting about it is definitely very, I mean, having being there for a month, like straight Mm -hmm. up 30 days and, and seeing everything and being different places um, on the trip, there was a lot more like kind of authentic places that we would go to. And, um, you know, kind of not off the beaten path, but like actual local spots, including the hotels. So
1: so he's found the best roads for riding. And then he's found the like quaint little cute, Places to make it really nice
2: yeah what, I, what do you like to eat. I mean, being there for that long, what what are some of your favorite go to's um well I mean, there's a lot. You know,
7: a lot you know Yeah, like pizza of yeah I, I would say a would say <laughs> like a <laughs> little a while like there's a lot of the same stuff and like i think to myself here like a lot of the staples in my diet right and i i could change it i can go to a hong kong's today mm-hmm. tomorrow little to mm-hmm. a cheeseburger there, of and this little and there is of kind of that there. But like every place you go to has like kind of basically their same version of of what they have there. And it was kind of unique about the dinners was like it wasn't like oh first of all Italian food like American Italian food is not the same as no. Italian yeah, food it's not. right? Um, the way they cook pasta it's <clears throat> harder a little bit harder um, and the sauces I mean they're they're just completely different. It's it's not like oh you go to an Italian restaurant and you can go get like you know um, your basic stuff here you can't you can't really find it you know you got to mm-hmm. look for it. And which I which was something I thought was pretty interesting. A lot of the steaks were unbelievable. Mm. I mean, unbelievable, especially in um where's where are the Medici's from again, Bagel? Florence. Right? Florence, Florence, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Florence. yeah, those so,
6: Florentine steaks are incredible.
7: They're really? unbelievable.
1: I know you want to keep talking about food and, and <laughs> I do
7: too. Well that's a part of the tour though. But, you know?
1: Uh, yeah. But I want to know. Um, yeah, ride want, to eat, right? Yeah, I know. And Eliza's favorite dish is, know, is
0: nachos <laughs> at a conference center. No, actually, I hate yeah. nachos.
1: But yes, <laughs> But give me a ballpark hot, hot dog. <sighs> and I'm good. Lord, have mercy. Um, I want to know though. For riding, uh, is it a heavy police? Like, what's I didn't the see riding any like? At all. Um, are these pretty free roads where you get to just kind of yeah? They're pretty let free roads. Have fun.
7: Um, I don't exactly like. I still don't know if there's like a, like their version of an autobahn, but it seems to me like everyone on the left, like you, if you go on the left lane, it's because you're flying, um, and if you're in the left lane and someone's behind you, they'll literally drive right up on you and flash their their rights, or just like they'll ride so close you think they're being obnoxious, but they're just letting you know get the fuck out of the way. You get to to the right, then you get back on the left, but like you don't block the left lane, and which is kind of cool. So, I, was, um, I didn't see police.
5: Yeah, I was going to ask, how were the car drivers? They were they were aggressive.
7: They were pretty aggressive. Yeah.
1: Um, it's those so scooterists you got to watch out for. It, yeah,
7: there's a lot of scooters. <laughs> and, uh, and listen, like, yeah. we didn't ride in Rome, and remote, Rome reminded me a bit of um, Barcelona when I went. That it was fucking insane. Yeah, I mean, was, like like yeah. I remember stepping off a it's sidewalk insane. and just not getting like what hap- Like what's going on here? There's like a line. There's lines there. No one's in them. You know, you'd get in a taxi in Rome, and you know they, they would. They, if there was an inch between a human being and like this thing, they're going for. Sounds it.
1: like Times Square. I no. once had a taxi no, driver take oh, no, sidewalk. I've, I've driven no, no, no,
5: no, no. in yeah. Rome. I rented a car and did Europe. I would and stuff. never fucking do and that. And I drove in Rome, and I got so pissed. I was like tearing my hair out, and then I just went. When in
0: Rome,
5: and then I started driving like an asshole oh. too, because that inch in front of my bumper was my inch. Yeah. So it's funny that you said that because that's exactly <laughs> what I went through, and it totally flipped it for me. And then I had a blast. It yeah. was like bumper cars. And then
7: you go down roads, like you'll see the taxi, like go down there, and I like I'd be like, oh my god, that's on the road. Like that's like that's the like, I don't think any that, that, that looks like yeah. it's a pathway. Well,
1: speaking but of, I'll of get which, to that. let's get. I want to get to this because you had a car, yeah, and you were driving with your family, yeah. And uh, so apparently, there are things that may or may not be roads. It's, it's hard to yeah. tell. Like, it is was this, built
7: like 400 years ago for is like this a because horse and carriage,
1: not? There's not a lot of signage telling you where you can and can't go. Well, the or signs are in different languages. You're American and just like, fuck it, I'm going down there.
7: Well, this, uh, first of all, the signs are in different languages. It's okay. something you got to get used to. Um, I rented a car, it was a decent sized car. I mean I, I'd always when I go to Denmark I'm always making fun of Marie with little small cars I'm like that's not a fucking pickup truck you <laughs> right. know what I mean um, and even going there you could see that like the infrastructure was built after or, or like vehicles and stuff were built right. after this infrastructure was there and we want to maintain that so what do we do we build smaller cars Fiats right, and right. Fiat Pandas and shit like that scooters things that are easy to get around and even the, the pickup trucks are very short they even have those funny ones you see on TV in movies mm-hmm. it's like a three wheeled Mm-hmm. Like a tuk-tuk, but it was mm-hmm. like a pickup. Yep. And it's That's not a. Yeah, it looks like a scooter. It's just crazy. Well, It so is a scooter, basically. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you discovered why they have such small cars. Yeah.
7: So then my, yep. we get to our place and I'm like, oh, my wife's like, oh, you should go up there and turn around. I'm like, ah, it looks like a one-way road. But then we see a sign that says both ways. I'm like, this is a fucking one-way road. <laughs> but I'm like, whatever. I said, well, she's like, you go up to the top there and then come back around. So, And, and we're looking at the map. The map says, go that way. This is a fucking road. Right. You know? I get to the back to the top of it. I'm looking for a parking space. I'm like, all right, let's just keep going. We get to this one space, and there's a bridge, like expanding over, like some sort of valley, and then going to the other side. And I'm like, I don't think that we, you know, that's the place to go. And and, but there's nowhere else to go. (coughs) We can't turn around. And like that's it. You know what I mean? And so I'm I'm sitting there looking at her. I'm like, that's definitely not the way to go. She shows me the phone, and sure enough, the (coughs) GPS says, you know, drive the car that fucking way. You know? So I'm like, I'm like, I don't think this is a good idea and then so we come up to the bridge and it's kind of like a it's not a 90 degree turn but it's kind of a 45 degree turn onto this bridge so I couldn't really see how big the bridge was but I could tell that this is not is this know,
1: a stone bridge a metal bridge or it's no?
7: its like a stone bridge okay you know uh, it was yeah it was literally the width of a car line, like literally the width mm-hmm. of a car mm-hmm. like I'm not fucking kidding you <clears throat> so I pull up and I'm looking at it I'm like Marie this, we, we can't do this oh but you gotta you gotta these cars behind you and I'm like oh, fucking gotta be kidding me so I'm looking at it I'm like you know what I'm gonna scratch the car up I know I am and I'm like fuck it so if I'm making a left turn I'm like if I pull as far to the wall as possible to make the left then I won't scratch the entire side of the car but just the front right of the bumper right so then I knew that if I drove the bumper into the wall and then and then then rode the rode the wall to the right It's the lesser of two evils. It's either scratch the entire side of the car, the doors and the back bumper, trying to make this turn and then back up and scratch it more or just ride the bumper on the wall until you cleared it. And Mm -hmm. I did. And then I'm like, I'm like, right? Well, you pay for that insurance for a real oh, yeah. 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 So I, And my wife's like, you got the full coverage. I'm like, you fucking damn right I did. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So then I'm in this thing, right? And this thing's got like thirty fucking sensors everywhere. And this thing sounded like a nightclub going off. We're <laughs> going across the bridge, and you see the fucking dashboard, and it's just like like red light beams all over the car. Like, like under the everywhere, you know, and I'm looking at the, the, the like, are you, if we had to stop and open the door, I couldn't open the door. There's right. literally an inch on the left and an inch on the right. That was it. Right. So I'm like, oh, my God. And I mean, the sensors are going off. My wife's screaming. The kids fucking, you know, but jet lag. And I'm going across and I'm like, all right, you know what I mean? Fuck it. I did it. Just one side. No big deal. We get to the other side. We finally make it off. The sensors slow down. My fucking heart rate goes down. And, I'm, and then all of a sudden we're in this little mini spot. Where there's only one way to fucking go, and that street was had to been a foot smaller oh, than no. where I just came from. <laughs> so you got to oh. go back. <laughs> and did I'm, you, I'm, I'm looking at my wife. Up? She's like, "It says go there," and I'm like, "I don't give a fuck where the fuck it says to go." i We have four wheel drive. I'll drive up the fucking hill right now and get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? And then so this I is do, like
1: a modern version of vacation. Yeah. With so J. I pulled JJ, to right? the side and I let
7: the fucking tuk tuk by and I let the Fiat by, right? And I'm like, whatever. I said, there's no way you can do that. Oh, are you sure? And I'm like, Marie. Marie. You know, cut the shit. <laughs> we turn around. So I do like a fucking 30 point turn like in Austin Powers. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, like two inches, three inches, two inches, three inches, two inches. <laughs> and I turn back around and now I'm sitting there looking at the bridge again and I'm just like
1: your old friend.
7: I'm like, I hope this is a two way road on the other side. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like so. We come across the bridge. The fucking alarms are going off, everything, you know what I mean? And I get and I get back to the end, and now it's a right turn. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, um, I know what to do this time. Just drive right into the wall.
0: Have matching scratches yeah. on both I
5: swear sides. to fucking
7: I got pictures of it on the car. It looks exactly identical on both sides. Brand new to 2022 with like five kilometers on it audi oh, no. something q5 or whatever the fuck oh, it is oh, geez. and 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 i'm you're brrrr. like james bond dude. yeah and the entire front left side bumper the thing was like ground down to like through the bumper but i got oh, through God. and 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 that was it and i said to myself i'm like i've replaced the bumper in a car it's like 400 get the fuck out of here you know what i mean place the plastic bumper we're good to go mm-hmm. new sensors and it's not door panels and paint and all this shit just put a new bumper in you know so that was like the first day that she got there,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <I> just said, <laughs> right,
5: let's get some
2: gel- the funny the thing was on the other side. But wait,
7: yeah, she's it like it's we, we, it's over the bridge, Mike. You know, but so when you get and, and then I, and I just remember everywhere we went. Uh, we'd be driving kind of through somewhere slowly and and people would look right at my bumper and and you could tell (laughs) they were like no they were like stay away from that guy (laughs) you know what i mean like stay that guy don't give a fuck they were literally matching on both sides you know what i mean so that was my car story
1: All right. so back to the motorcycles so you do this amazing tour and then on do you want me to tell you where i went Tell me where you went, but then I want to get to the whole point that the reason that his layout escape stores are so amazing is you end up at a racetrack. Well, and I, can and I, I want can to I hear tell you how about the t-
7: hotels though, like because they were really, really cool. Like, that was kind of okay. a part of his trip. Is um, the one in Corsica is called Fariola. Mm-hmm. it was like this just beautiful place kind of past you know the busier areas, and you could tell as a family owned it, and like they're very welcoming and they make like all the food there. The wild mm-hmm. boar on the island is like a big thing, and it was the best boar I've ever had. Um, and then some of the other ones are so different, but they're really good. We were at, in Sardinia, um, this place called that's something blue, but it was beautiful hotel. Um, they had like a hot tub on the roof, and you know you could see like a panoramic of the inter, like the Mediterranean mm-hmm. and, and swimming and stuff like that. Um, and then when we took an overnight ferry back from Sardinia to you know I think it's like a six hour ferry ride, but they take off at like eleven and they just make the ferry go slow so you you're not getting up at four in the morning. You get up at like six thirty. Um, and then we hop back off in Livorno, and Livorno was a be- another beautiful hotel. Um, it was just stunning. Uh, Did the ferries have cabins, or how? Yeah, yeah. It was like a cruise ship. Oh, okay. We had like games and fucking movie theater, all the shit on it. Mm. And we hop off, and then we go straight through Tuscany. And I think um, we stop at this place by Magello Racetrack when it was like a um, olive oil villa. So, and like mm. instead of a vineyard, it was like olive oil yeah. stuff. And so, I did a whole walk around the entire property. and Everything has those cypress trees you see in uh, that movie Gladiator, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. uh, it just kind of looked like that. It was just stunning, and it was like I don't know, a couple hundred years old. And but your room, it, it's like a king you, when you go in there, and it's just beautiful. And the only updates really to it is like they put a bathroom in for you, um, but everything mm-hmm. was like you know the furniture. I mean, it, it, it looked like a like a million dollar room. Um, and, you know, the dinner was just fantastic. You know, the food was great, um, stuff like that. And then, yeah, and I think after Magello, we just went back to Rome. in the, the hotel in Rome, I will say, Cat, you motherfucker, this hotel room in Rome was kind of cool. And I know why he did it, because he didn't want to put us in the center of Rome, because Rome is a fucking bitch. And then trying to get out of the center of Rome to get to this motorcycle place would have been kind of difficult. So he got us a place kind of nearby, but it's a little bit off the beaten path. Um staying there for like five or six days, I probably would have went somewhere a little different for those times. Going there for a day or two and then hopping in the bike rental it works really perfectly. Um,
1: All right. So now the end of the trip, you get you get to Mugello.
7: Yeah. Well, MotoGP race track. was the end of the trip, right? yeah.
1: And you guys get to do how many days on the track?
7: Just one this time. One day. Yeah, we were at DRE. It's like a racing, a Ducati racing school. A and Ducati so racing experience. you
1: turn in the Desert X and you have... What what was the bike you said you had there? Uh, Panigale. V2. Does everyone get in Panigales?
7: You can get the V2 or the V4, Ooh. or you can bring your own bike. Um, it was a little different than Brno. We were in Brno for three days, you know, riding the track, and I was on a W 1000 um, uh, My experience with the V2 was... Uh, I don't even really want to know if I should say this over the air. It was
1: oh yeah yeah not as impressed as you expected yeah i
7: was uh i mean maybe because i'm like 240 right i I don't know what the fuck i show you a picture of me on the bike you're gonna laugh it's fucking hilarious
1: so let me ask you this though you've really upped your game on the track in the last few years was there anyone else in the group who had some nikita skills
7: nikita i I don't know i don't know why but i was like in one of the slower groups it could have been because of the hand Mm -hmm. you know um uh, but Nikita was pretty fast um, and consistent. Um, but that experience itself was different, way different than Bruno. Bruno was just kind of like, go ahead, we'll yeah. follow you and then talk to you afterward and then you or you follow us. Yeah. This was a lot more like kind of like hand-holding. Mm. And then it, for, for some reason, we were in the smaller, the, the slower group. So a lot of, we, like- we Well, were, there
1: were other groups going on at the same time? Yeah, so okay. you get like an armband <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah.
7: with your color and that's the group that you're with and you go out with your guy and you get some it. time, but what what would happen would like he like our instructor would kinda pull us to the side as we're kind of just like cruising, we'd be like in the like getting ready for an apex and he'd like you'd see him like pull to the side and then like guys would boom 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 and then we'd like kind of like slowly get back in yeah. and then we'd so like Bruno, we we'd straight up had like twenty or twenty five minute sessions where we we're just mm. like ripping mm. how we wanted to taking the instruction, going back out. This was a little bit this is similar, but it was just a little bit different. And it was for me, the experience was more like, "Cool, I rode um, the track. I've been on Magello on a Ducati, um, and I know what the turns are." Yeah. Right? It was like that's kind of, <clears throat> kind of So was
1: experience. everyone else uh, on the tour comfortable on yeah. the track? Yeah.
7: yeah, yeah, for the most part. I mean, I, I was I was kind of suspicious about that going through, especially with the the age. And but you know, you need to go to the track sometimes. The older guys are really fast, you know. Yeah. So I didn't know if any of these guys were sleepers. Um, but, you know, turns out one of them's like really into Endurocross. And it was Cody Webb in Canada. And he does all this shit. Yeah. And he seemed like he would be. And nice. he was pretty fast. Um,
2: You're starting to be one of those older guys, by the way, Mike.
7: Yeah, I know.
0: Ah. <laughs> yeah.
7: But I don't know. It's, I didn't really get to, to ride with them. I know Brad was a good guy. Brad lives in Tahoe. He was down at my house last week. Watched the races with us and shit. Um, he's older, and he's he's done like nine tours with Cat, or something. Wow. He's he's done a lot of world riding and a lot of tracks. He was fast as fuck, and he crashed his bike. It was a V four, oh, and then geez. he came back in, got on another bike, and went back out, and he got like some time that was like I think like eighteen seconds off a of MotoGP time. Wow, which is insane <clears throat> in Mugello because Mugello has the fastest straightaway in all of the oh. GP tracks, and I think. Uh, i probably wrong, but I think it was something around 212 was like the highest speed on the straightaway. Um, I think Nikita hit up to like 180, wow. and the fastest I was on the straightaway was like 154. Um, but these guys, I mean, I'm big, and this bike—it's a V-twin. You know, it just—you know—and and I thought for a V-twin, it would have a lot more engine braking. Mm-hmm. Like I was used to the to the SV650, I wouldn't even hit the brakes on turns. I would just yeah. downshift, downshift. The back would go like this, and I'd rip a turn. But on this one. You know, I, I don't know what the fuck it was. Maybe it was my size. Uh, I just was thinking there would be after getting off the BMW 1000 in Brno, which w- which scared me. I got on the V2 Panigale and I was like, I was just like, oh okay, like it just it, it wasn't quite the same. Did they adjust the suspension for you? No, but it wasn't even about the suspension. No, it it was just like the whole kind of thing. I, I named for you know. Yeah. So
1: um, I'm. I'm going to ask you this. Now that you've been on two of his trips, would you give him a broken thumbs up?
7: Yeah, I would. <laughs> of course I <it> would.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's not because you're cast yeah, with, you pass this around. you got to see this, how um, big I am on this I want to make sure people know if anyone is interested in Layout Escapes. L-E-O-D um, Next year, he's got uh, Spanish Pyrenees <sighs> to Aragon, uh, Munich to Mugello, and there's also the Dolomites trip with the motorcycles and misfits. That's beautiful, and, beautiful, uh, beautiful ride. Yeah, that you can go to Layout Escapes and sign up for those trips.
7: Can I name the cities I went to?
1: No, mm, we're come done. on, It'll we're take done. Me like we're done. Minutes. Can you, no, do you it spend in a song?
0: all the time talking
2: I can about can you like a Johnny Cash you, song?
7: I could do it quick. <laughs> yeah. All right, good. Uh, Rome, uh, Naples, Pompeii, uh, Amalfi Coast, Positano um bologna pisa milan uh uh where's the Medici? florence livorno um mo like pretty much most of uh, like tuscany tuscany is not a place it's like a an area region yeah and then like pretty much most of course go most of sardinia did i say pisa Naples, yeah. too. Parma. I went to Parma. My, my, my
1: mm. Bologna. And, I,
7: and I went to certain places just to do, like, I went to Parma <coughs> to get Parmesan Jeez. cheese. I went to Bologna mm. to get spaghetti bolognese. Bologna. You know what oh, I mean? No. Like, I went to Pisa. Oh, so yeah, like I, Bologna. I had so pizza was the Parmesan cheese you?
6: that much better there?
7: Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Nice. I had pizza and pizza. How was the pizza, mm. and pizza It was really good. <laughs> What'd you go with? Uh, pineapple and Just, regular, just regular, yeah, regular. Yeah. They don't <laughs> do pineapple. <laughs> <then>. <laughs> yeah.
0: blasphemy.
1: Thank you for that ride report. And... So did you get a bill from the rental company about the car?
3: Yeah. No, I, I so I called
0: like two I days. I was sitting in. They had Florence. The bumper replaced. I
7: was sitting in Florence in my hotel, like worried about it. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, I was like, "Well, I'll just call in advance." I called in advance, and and I was like, "So you know, I got this thing pretty scratched up. You know, what do I do?" They're like, "Oh, did, did you get the coverage?" And I was like, "Yeah." They're like, "I just drop it off." I'm like, "Yeah, but you're not the guy who's going to see the car." And, <laughs>
0: You know, when I pull into the airport,
7: should I go like four hours early to fill uh, out paperwork and do all this shit, you know? And he's like, no, 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 you'll be fine. And I was like, I don't know, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> so I did. And the minute I got there, I went up to the guy and was like, hey, you know, there, there's some shit. He's like, oh, that's cool. Did you just leave the keys in there? I was like, are you serious? Dude, I crashed a boat in West Palm, Florida one time. And the guy I was with convinced me we should just walk away. Maybe someone won't see it. Looked like a cannonball no. came right to the side of the thing here, and I'll never forget being halfway home and getting a call, and then being like, "Yeah, it's, can you guys come back?" And I was like, "Oh, what's up?" You know. I mean, they said I was younger, right? But when we go back there, and they're like pointed out to us, I was like, "Oh, how did that happen?" You know? And they're like, "Yeah, it's gonna be like eighteen hundred bucks to fix it." And I was like, "Fuck!" So this time I was like, "Yeah, just be straight up. Like, here's what up. Let me know what to do. Let's get it sorted." You know, whatever. <laughs> and that was
5: it. Yeah. And that was I'm gonna it. This last, uh, going to do the Spain tour from last, uh,
7: next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That sounds fun. Oh, wait. San Terenzo. <laughs> uh Just
2: name all the cheeses. <laughs> <Carici>. <laughs> Just don't go in a car.
7: No, no. Yeah, these are all the places. This is the like... Italian Riviera I went to also. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, La Cinque Terre, You guys know about that place? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. yeah. Did all that Chef shit, Boyardee.
0: too. Chef yeah. All right. <laughs> All right,
1: we're we're ending this segment. You good, Mike? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you, very much. Thank you, nice. Thank you. <laughs> because um, Bagel, you are going to be on deck with your right. thing. Because first, I want to get to Kim, who's <gasps> here, who has, as we said, some uh, special skill stuff. And fields of expertise. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and, and we're bringing these together, right? We are, as
5: a matter of fact.
1: So you are a sex Sexuality Specialist. specialist. Why
7: do you look like Elvis right now when you're doing all this? Yes. Yeah. I was hoping she was
2: gonna America. say like a wrestler. Because right Liza looked like she's about <laughs> to wrestle. Her. And Keys
1: and hands. you are a motorcyclist. I, <coughs> yes. All right. So we're gonna play a little game, Bagel. Listen up, because you're playing. With us. Okay.
5: This is good. We're
1: gonna take advantage of having this skilled professional here. <laughs> watch out, um, for puns,
7: watch out for puns, guy um, Everybody, watch out for puns.
1: No, this is easy. We, and and so you're. Uh, do you often mix the two things you love, the motorcycle and? I sex together? I do,
5: actually. Mm-hmm. I have a Honda Shadow 750 Aero mm. 2004 with 102,000 miles. Ooh. I dropped a Ooh. engine in at 72, and it's wow. still been great. And uh, it's all painted with sex toys. And the license plate is big vibe. Oh, there you go. And nice. I also have a vibrator built hey. into the seat. Ooh, oh Ooh, wow. okay there you yeah, go yeah it's called the well, vibe rider oh, and it's yeah. uh meant for a passenger seat and, and like she
3: invites people yeah. to sit on it and that then, don't know what it's about. right don't distract
5: <laughs> the driver yeah, because the <laughs> it's, it's not know, just pst,
4: pst, throttle control
3: it is
5: th- yeah. it, it, it is RP, after RPM it's on fluctuation. Yeah, it is it is actually but the uh <laughs> it's got a toggle switch that's on my left so i can put it on when everything's perfect <laughs> well so, yeah, so I'll get people to sit on it, and they're so captivated, and I'll have somebody take a picture in the front, and I'll be like, wait a second, and then I'll hit it. It's my 750 joke buzzer, <laughs> and it really gets them jumping, and, you know, I get them every time with that.
1: So, you are also, because you mix the two, um, yeah. there are quite often times that somebody will use a motorcycle as a prop and create new sex positions, we'll say. Absolutely. But, but they need a name, they do. So we're, we're going to flip yeah. this what, around. The positions? We're going to flip yeah. this around. Here's what we're going to do we're going to help her name some positions on the bike. Right. And so here's how it's going to work we are going to give her what we think is a good name, and then she's going to tell us what that position may look like if somebody wanted to try it out.
5: Okay. I right. like it. And yeah, keep in mind, there are different styles of motorcycles, as we know. So just kind of like there's different styles of sex. So, Exactly. Mm-hmm. So
1: I'm going to start this out, and then we'll go around the room. Um, I just thought a good name might be the alternator rectum fryer.
5: Uh, that would be <laughs> when you turn around, and your butthole is kind of almost yeah, yeah. covering the speedometer and stuff. Oh, okay. And you can yeah, you feel it, you know, when you throttle up. Yeah, oh. so clear it out that way.
1: Oh, so that that's would, something you can do solo? That that would be a
5: solo oh. that you turn okay. around and you've got to a be solo. really tricky on how Was to it use your... Was it the rectum fire? Rear end rectum, end. fire. Yeah, 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 exactly. rectum fire, yeah, exactly. Alternator and rectum yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Switch okay. it from yeah, AC to DC. And BC. alternator because, you know, we are inclusive here. So if yeah. you yeah. live an alter, uh, you know, an alternator like lifestyle, you can do this
1: as well. So are these going to be things in pairs or solo or... Or all of the above. Well, that's the beauty. um,
5: Maybe even more. Yeah, of sexual positions. A lot of times you can do by yourself.
1: Uh, Anyone else have one ready? A name? Twisted Forks, high side. Twisted Forks high side. Oh, that's Damn. a good one.
5: Yeah, that, that would be two women together on a bike, for sure. Um, you know, one <laughs> takes the high side, one takes, and then in the middle, they're forking. So <laughs> yeah. that's this is the best game we've ever played. <laughs> I know. I know. So, yeah.
1: and, and I, I will one. ask you, mm-hmm. what kind of bike, for each of these positions, might be the most suitable for this? Well,
5: I mm-hmm. am partial to cruisers, because mm. it's for, it fits my nice, fat ass. Mm. I comfy Seats, seats are—they're very matter. Humpy. Yeah, I mean, you know, those one. dual sports with those seats that—if I had balls, they'd be crushed yeah. on them. I'm not into them. Yeah, yeah but
1: too. some bikes uh, have mm-hmm. a long bench seat, like right. you know, a brat, or a, you know, exactly, a, or like a Ducati Scrambler has a long flat seat. Yeah, I'm keep that in I mind. Got, I got one. Um, yeah. Oh, wait, Kelly raised his hand. Yeah. Okay. All right, Kelly, what's right, the name of this position?
4: Uh, it's an old school dirt bike term, but a flying W.
1: Oh.
5: Flet- that's hmm. when you have, okay, one person's <laughs> facing forward and the other pa- person is facing <clears throat> Towards you So this is a little tricky On a bike mm-hmm. But you can do it Because as long as Your feet can control Everything oh. else Like this Well right. if you're and a man
7: have, On the bottom You have to have A long wiener
2: For that one
5: Well maybe maybe But see, the, some your legs <laughs> oh. Will make like a W yeah. With the yeah. other legs That are going over I, it I imagine this On so. a
1: sportster
2: That's the riding W to the Probably. flyer You have to hit A speed Probably. bump Doing yeah. 70 yeah. exactly. Because yeah. you
4: need That tank <laughs> <laughs> Then inverted. Yes. Yeah, inverted yeah. You yeah. could just Kind of throttle That's all yeah
1: you need to do Okay good the flying dog that works okay okay mike what you got
7: whole shot device
1: whole shot device the moto gp thing
5: The whole whole shot 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 device device. um that let's see hmm like a position or a tool it's like those, those like pills Mike gets in the mail
2: now that he's 40. <laughs> yeah, they're called
5: hymns. <laughs> I, you know what? I actually have a whole shot device
2: with Wait, me. What?
5: That oh, the Wait, what? Oh, the bag opening. Right, and this can actually be used on a motorcycle. I, volu- so I volunteer,
2: with- Kelly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you do. Oh, now,
5: okay, so, Did yeah. she bring
2: a bag of things? Yeah. Right. Oh, my. So this
5: is a whole <laughs> shot device. Oh,
2: my. Very happy. Okay. Right.
5: So this is going to take care of any hole, and it's a whole shot. It's
2: very comprised. realistic. I mean, yeah. not the up okay. and
4: down yeah. part, yeah. but it,
5: it's yeah, it is realistic. Right.
4: It's so. going to need some anti-seize.
5: <clears throat> I know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, yeah, it moves too.
8: Yeah, okay. so you've got to know what you're
5: doing or else you... Yeah. Yeah, Give you're gonna us gonna a warning next the time, time you pull okay. something like okay. that. I can take oh, I out got, an eye. I got two yeah. more. I, I know, I always have a bag of tricks with me. So it. that is
1: the whole show. you got a bag it. of cocks right and, now. And where does that mount on the motorcycle?
5: Uh, well, let's see. I would say probably like right in the center So, although you know what, this is funny because the anatomy when you're sitting down, and that was a thing with the vibrator. All right, and this is all seriousness. I have a vibrator; that's built into the seat. They've made it for the passenger seat, right? Of course, it's invented by guys. Nothing against that guys. It's like sometimes they need a little bit of an anatomy lesson to like realize Uh, where uh everything is. So they make the vibrator, and uh, it's for the passenger seat. Get her on, get her off. Ha ha! Right? So it's like so it's a. Vibe. Yeah it's a bullet vibe And like I said it's toggle switch And it is hooked right. up to the throttle So I'm like Guys, if you put this on the back seat, it's gonna vibrate her asshole. Okay, this isn't gonna do like the magic triangle clitoral area. You have to make kind of a riser for it. So, and they're looking at me like I'm talking to them in Chinese or something. Like what? I'm like, trust me. So that's why I like it on. Did my she say seat.
2: clitoral light riser? Mike? Oh, yeah, it's clitoral something.
5: <laughs> See, typical guy answer clitoral. What a riser? They um, have risers. It's a riser. Well, oh, no, okay. like you think of the saddle, right? You know. Yeah. Comes up at a perfect angle, right? So that's why it's in my seat, get the perfect spot, and that's it. And like somebody said to me one time, they go, "This is the bitch seat."
0: I'm like, "Sure (laughs) is." Uh So yeah, so
5: I have the vibrator in my seat, um, hooked up to it with the throttle, and I'm
3: gonna, yes, send. All right, Uh, so tell me, Carla. Yes. Do you have a, a no. name? No, I'm way too shy for that. You know that. You,
1: you don't want to name something?
2: <laughs> no, I don't know.
1: I got a thing. That hurts. You're, you're sitting
3: you next nice to a woman to with like a I, 12 inch
2: long black dildo that goes <laughs> up and I down know. like a pogo stick.
3: I know. Yeah. And we rode all over the place today. Uh. So.
5: Oh my gosh. <laughs> did. But there was no vibrator in the seat. so There was a yeah. make do. Oh, oh, right.
2: well,
4: with you, with you the vibrator connected to the throttle, have you inadvertently gotten a speeding ticket?
1: Yeah. There's a whiskey throttle going on. John, you got one? I already gave one. Oh. Oh. I have another one. All right, let's hear it. The shift shaft. Oh, Oh, okay.
5: So I know what that is. Is you... um so those packers, so they make a lot of hollow yeah. dildos and things like that. So you can actually fit them over the shifter. So you can put like a little rubber one on there. And that would be a shaft shifter, oh.
1: like right there.
5: In fact, on the Big Vibe, I actually, there's a whole bunch of pictures there. It's all painted with sex toys. Um, what oh, I yeah. put over the handlebar, you know, at the on the grips, um, is they have these stretchy extenders. And so I've gotten the stretchy extenders, and then out of the tips of them, you know, the little kids' bicycles, the the streamers. Mm. So I've put white streamers in them. Oh, gosh. So it's got like penis. Like, that's only when it sits there. And then the white streamers
1: come You out got another one, Mike? Ends of them.
7: Oh, I see. It's like semen coming out. Oh,
0: that's
1: oh, good. Thank you. Thank you. That's funny. You, you got one, Mike? Uh, I got two. All right, let's hear okay. it. Right. I
7: got the Honda Makeup. gasket maker and the throttle rocker.
5: Oh, a throttle no, rocker. No, no, well, we all know that. I think that's the name of a. Toy. It's a throttle, isn't that a throttle rocker? Is oh, the position? I, what I, position? But is I'm a thinking, yeah, rocker. I think that might be a um, Evolve toy or Zero Tolerance toy. Um, a throttle rocker. Let's see, what would that be? Um, well, they have these pads it's oh. called the lust i think it's the lust line but anyway it's a silicone pad about this big and it has two strong vibrators in it so it's for kind of you know women to kind of sit on and have a really good time with so i think you could replace that on the seat much like the vibrator but um you know you could <coughs> throttle back that way it's still in the seat without having to like rewire everything with the vibrator
1: so all of this is reminding me. I thought, thought
2: he's a grips for bomb.
1: This is reminding me <laughs> of, do you remember the uh, Moto Bandito sex mm. toy toolkit? Do you know about this? It sounds a little familiar. So I, there, here's a commercial for this. If you don't oh, mind, here we I'll, go. I'll play this. Let's see. I'll, oh. sound the, I'll
5: do the soundtrack.
1: Let's see. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Have you ever wanted to
8: mix the two things you love the most oh, yeah. Your motorcycle and sex oh, yeah. Do you find it hard to mix your riding life and your oh, sex life Always. Have you ever wanted to have sex with your bike oh, okay. Or include it in your sex play Every night <laughs> Well now you can oh. Introducing the Moto Bandito Motosexual two-in-one Tool and toy bag oh. It's everything you need for a roadside Breakdown
0: oh. or
8: get down This amazing dual-purpose package comes in a handy tank bag for use on the road and off. Accessories include dildo-shaped hand grips, exhaust tip fleshlight attachment, seat-mounted strap-on dildo ergonomically crafted to improve your riding posture, fringe vinyl catsuit tracksuit, helmet strap ball gag, (laughs) nipple clamp jumper cables, dual-purpose silicone chain lube, replacement gasket cock rings, Tire plug urethral sounds, emergency coolant enema kit, a fleece line gimp mask to help keep you warm in the winter, and our intro to anal breakdown flare kit. Order now and we'll throw in our patented butt plug screwdriver with interchangeable heads and bits. And for you off road enthusiasts who've been bad boys, do we have a treat for you? A spanking paddle tire. Go to motobandido.com That's Moto B-A-N-D-I-D-O And don't forget to get off the bike Before you get off on the bike
5: I sell like at least three quarters of those things oh. they mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, you that's it Well yeah, I started my sex toy store in 1993 Before the internet Excuse me, before the internet, uh, in Brookline, Massachusetts, next to Boston, oh, when yeah. I left my job at Harvard to sell rubber dicks to girls, which is true, <laughs> that's going to oh, wow. be the title of the book, too, and uh, yeah, so that's when I started. I used to live at Coolidge Corner. That's where my store was, yes. in the arcade building. I used to oh. live
2: in Kimmore mm. Square. And
5: there we go. <laughs> See that? It's all From like out.
2: 87 yeah. to 93. Yeah, mm.
5: yeah. So the name of the store, which I love, which, you know, but it's uh, 95 when this thing called the internet came out. I'm like, well, I better get the name of the store. And it's called Grand Opening. <laughs> ah! <laughs> nice. So it's at grandopening now. Yeah. So I sold this store in December 05 and moved to California because, like I say, I have an addiction I have to deal with. It's mm-hmm. called motorcycle riding.
1: There it is. It
5: is because nice. you cannot nice. ride year round in Boston. Nor would you want well,
1: to. Well, no. Some so. of us have. I
5: yeah. Well, yeah. Given
1: the choice, given the choice. Yes. So I Do you really California. want to?
5: No. Exactly. No. Exactly. Um, and
1: Carla, I wanted to catch up with you. It's been a while. Have you done? Any big trips or adventures, or you just been oh, hunkering down?
3: Hunkering down mostly. Yeah, yeah talking to my friends. Yeah. I want Kim to write a book or two. I know I have to.
1: This yeah. is something I wanted to mention because yeah. I don't know how much we
3: talked about it before.
1: Mm. Because there are not enough books about motorcycle journeys out there.
3: Oh my gosh, I have three shelves full at home because everyone sends but them to me. But we always need another, right? We always need another. And it's true. you happen to teach people how to write. I do. I do teach people how to write. I, a memoir is, um, you don't have to be a motorcyclist, art but yeah, but it's a great way to see the world. You know, you've just ridden around Italy and, got all these exper- personal experiences and these crazy things that happened. Right. You know, it, with a motorcycle, it's easy with a motorcycle ride and travel memoir <clears> because <throat> the plot just moves right along because you're on the motorcycle and it moves right along. Um, but really, um, a memoir isn't, um, memoir needs a disaster.
1: <laughs> I think Mikey fits that bill. Yeah.
0: It needs- sure do, each trip.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, or uh, at least a mental hurdle to overcome. Like,
7: can I, can I just please? My, my disaster was in um, Storms on the Horizon. Because mm. if I if my cast got wet, I would have to rush to a hospital oh. and get it cut off. Because oh, right. I had the metal rods going through. Oh no! Which would mean that as soon as it got wet, it could get infected into the bone. Oh. So it was like like and luckily we were like dodging it, and it, we'd see like lightning coming down and just like black skies right mm-hmm. there, and we're like going that way, and then right before it pfft, turn the road this way, and it was like a kind of reoccurring thing. It was Carson and Sardinia not so much, but on the mainland like. We were definitely like, I, and at some point, I told Kat, I was like, "Hey, look, I mean, you might have to throw this thing in the van," and 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 it was, there's no room. I was oh, like, "Well, oh, we give it a oh, I don't no. give a fuck. Mm-hmm. I said, "You know, mm-hmm. but anyway. yeah." I'm <laughs>
5: thinking metal rods and thunderstorms.
3: That's and what I was thinking. <laughs> not <know>? wet,
5: but <laughs> <laughs> no, like hey. <laughs> so <laughs> so electrocuted.
3: Yeah. And, well, and that's great. You know, I struggle with my own because I did American Borders, and it was this sort of a, a motorcycle travelogue, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm still trying to finish my China Road motorcycle Diaries and I've written a lot about my China trips and they're in anthologies they're on my website they're in um, magazines and stuff but you know really digging deep into the the soul of the trip and how it's changed you and affected you and how it relates to others is the important takeaway people other people need to want to read it. Right. To, because they need to learn a life lesson from your experience.
1: How do people find out more? How do people take a class? Because you do this online,
3: right? Yeah, I mean, COVID. I started this crazy. You know, it's like okay, all the travel writers are grounded. So raise your hand if you want to be a travel writer and/or if you want to uh, trade stories, and we'll do a travel writing group. <laughs> yeah. And like the first meeting, seventy-three people showed up on Zoom. I was like, oh my gosh! What did <laughs> you, know, I do? you know, you know who's
1: in her class?
3: No. Michelle
1: Lamphere, Michelle Lamphere, oh, right? yeah, the butterfly yeah. room, yeah,
3: yeah. So she can she's tell doing a, story. a lot of writing. Yeah. She can definitely tell a story. But you help people I in do. telling a story,
1: how to mm-hmm. how to write. Mm-hmm. How do people find out more about this?
3: Um, well, I have a a, a website called destinationpublished.com, oh. right? And I also teach people how to self publish and also how to craft essays and articles mm. for magazines. Which is a little kind of warm up to the whole book, right? Um, and um, you can see my stories and my books on CarlaKing.com, which is more my author website. But Destination Published, um, I, I help people with the craft. I'm working with the Nonfiction Authors Association this year. I've really I uh, joined the team there as VP of Business Development, actually. Ooh. And I teach a lot of courses. There and it's a it's a high class place, you know. It really, really, they really do a great job serving nonfiction authors, not only of memoir <clears throat> but of business, psychology, technology. You know, anybody who needs. Can to I write ask a you a question, please?
7: Um, so. Like I'm a, I, I would say I'm a visual person, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, my wife says I talk a lot, but I don't say much. You know, <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> it's like <a> common thing. <laughs> but like in, in my defense, like I, I'm, um, I'm always picturing what I'm saying when I'm talking, mm-hmm. and I think it's really good with me with my business because I'm able to kind of describe complicated things in a way that people can like swallow, mm-hmm. right? Um, but like so in in writing and stuff like that. Like what, what, what's like, is there like a common, like, could you meet someone and be like, oh, they're probably a writer based on the way they are or, you know what I mean? Like would somebody who's visual, you know, uh, not do stuff like that. Like what's the kind of person, you know, what, what kind of traits are, 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 you know, good for a person who you'd be Mm -hmm. like, you should write because you're this way.
3: Well, you're a good storyteller and you just told a bunch of really great stories Mm -hmm. and whether you are more comfortable dictating them with something like, you know, dragon naturally speaking, or if you're a speed typist, it doesn't matter. If you can get it down on the page. <laughs> you, yeah. She she yeah. can
1: tell you how to how to put a story in print without saying, Let me tell you something. Let me tell you mm-hmm. something.
7: Yeah, could you could you tell me could you tell me where I could find out? Because every
3: story starts. Let yeah, me tell you. Let something. me tell you something. <laughs> well, that's for the editor. I mean, you can when you get that first draft out, because you have to get that first draft yeah. out. And the first draft is never good. But I always say, get the whole thing out. Don't edit when you're writing. That's the right. most important thing. Don't go. Nobody's going to want to know about this. Nobody's going to want to know about the rain or the the road conditions or. You know, my left thumb aching or whatever. Put every little sensation in. If you can think about all five senses and what were you going through in your mind or worrying about if your wife is going to make the plane or, you know, whatever. Just stick it in there because it's a lot easier to edit things out than it is to put them back in later. You know,
1: maybe you're on to something. Maybe you do start every chapter. with. Let me tell you something.
7: Yeah. Did you hear? Yeah, because that just draws them
1: in.
3: Hey, did
7: you hear about the one? It's (laughs)
0: It's better than
7: "Don't look at me." So I I, I do a lot of (laughs) typing, and I remember I I found a work around in school to like not have to do the typing class, and I really regret it. And I and I sit for hours I literally was typing the other day. Uh, for four and a half hours, and it was probably like six paragraphs.
5: Maybe. And your index fingers got sore, yeah, right? And, and yeah.
7: I'm, I'm, I'm like really good with my workaround, but like I know that I should have been in the QWERTY, right? And it's like mm. doing all this shit. My- but I'm just like. <clears throat>
1: My dad used to chicken peck so hard on the keyboard you could hear it downstairs. <laughs> That's how I am oh, on the space yeah. bar. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. No, no. Tack. Didn't no, I, I would encourage yeah. yeah. Before you get too much older, I think you're probably the youngest person in the room here. Yeah. I don't yeah. blame me. But yeah. yeah, I just... Thanks for asking me, though.
0: The, uh, I do appreciate I that. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, like, okay, I didn't take offense at
3: that. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: but use the... Uh, there's an online teaching thing where the keys light up and it beeps at you or something. Do it. Just do it. it I don't know. I think so you have rewarding. to have
1: a lady in a pencil skirt and a ruler yelling at you. That's how, no, you I, learn. that. yeah. oh. That's how I learned. Too, oh. yeah. I can do that. There, can you do go. that. there you go. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. Let me tell you yeah. something. Bagel has uh, a story to share with us. Um, I do. That he tried to tell on a show while I was gone but there was such bad internet connection, and I was hooked, bagel. I was right. hooked. and I want to cool. hear this, and I actually I have a little bit a teaser to it because you know, um Jim and I, like I said, yesterday, we were up at Moto Talbot Museum that is full of beautiful and amazing bikes, each one with a story. And you'll notice like just here's a rack of like three bikes. Right at the bottom, there's a uh, beautiful triumph. In the middle is a, a Sax racer, and at the top, Carly, do you know what kind of bike that is at the top?
3: The one that you step looks like through. A scooter. I know it's
7: not a
5: Briton. It's a Wait, step through. Uh, what's that's it? Is it a, it's a is it a Chinese scooter? It looks like it one isn't. That my friend it is. Has.
1: The most popular motorcycle in the world. Is it a motorcycle? It's a Honda. It's a Honda Cub. The nicest people. They've been making these bikes for decades and they are all over the world. Somebody Mm -hmm. (coughs) did, I don't know if it was around
5: the world, but like, or did Russia and Europe and stuff? Oh, yeah. I've seen people on on a Honda Cub. So, or just oh, this yeah. incredible I, trip on that you bike. You would think
1: a bike that right. is like the most mass-produced bike in the world wouldn't be very collectible. But they are when this is in like in new condition. But the reason that they're all over the world and the most common motorcycle in the world is because it is one of the best bikes ever made. So, Bagel is going to tell yes. us all oh,
3: about nice. it. Nice. Oh
6: yep. God. I am here to talk about the venerable Honda Cub whose history now stretches back as far as 70 years ago. Yes. And I want to tell you all about it because I have recently been getting into these bikes and I would like to share uh, a lot of what I have been learning about Um, these.
1: They remind me when we did, is it a motorcycle or is it a scooter? Did we end up giving this
6: one to you in the trade? We we did the we did assign this one to the scooter category yes, in the did. end. Okay. It's a scooter, yeah. <laughs> but but it I I would I would argue that this actually transcends everything because as you said this is the most produced <clears throat> vehicle of mm-hmm. all time. More more than any any other vehicle of any kind. I mean, well, I don't know about bicycles. Well, there's probably not one bicycle manufacturer that produced as many as Honda produced of the of the Honda Cubs. So. This is probably more than any vehicle... And if we're talking
1: globally. Party. They they really globally, stopped yes. bringing them. Well, actually, no. You can get it now. They did bring it yeah. back here in the states. They're, they you are, are still making one.
6: Honda Cubs in twenty twenty two. and yeah. yes, <laughs> right. and and the 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 I, I could not find the actual production figure for for where mm-hmm. they are currently, but as of five years ago, the Honda Cub production figure worldwide surpassed one hundred million vehicles. I
0: wonder
1: how it compares to the quarter pounder.
6: Um probably heavier. not they're, pro- they're probably more quarter pounders sold but but yeah the the the, the cubs may outweigh them. <laughs> mm. So so first i want to talk about how this all started. <clears throat> I talked i said this went back to 1952.
1: Yeah.
6: Now The the actual Honda Cub debuted in 1958, which is 64 years ago, Uh, but this started as the brainchild of Honda's lead engineer, Takeo Fujisawa, for uh, essentially an everyman bike, uh, which was, and this is in the the mid-50s, where he was thinking about what is the product that is going to sell really, really well, that's going to get people Moving and on transportation and and serve them reliably, and and be a commercial success. So, um, so these were things that he was thinking about uh, in the mid fifties. And in nineteen fifty six, uh, he took a trip to Europe with Soshiro Sh- Honda when uh, when Honda was racing in uh, several of the European motorcycle uh, championships, including the Isle of Man TT. Um, And while Hana was was wholly focused on the racing, uh, his engineer, Takeo Fujisawa, was was focused on the engineering of bikes. And he was there to see what he could learn about European bikes of that era. And he was particularly impressed and inspired by uh, the German mopeds of the 1950s, uh, because these were very small, but very high performance and simple bikes. Uh, and the gear started turning in his head to produce something similar, but, but better and, and more, uh, uh, more re- responsive to not only the Japanese market, but something that would be universally accepted around the world. And he, start, he got to work as soon as they got back that same year in 1956 on designing and start, starting this whole project to design this new bike uh and the, he in his discussions with Soichiro Honda he was so convinced about this that they built the entire Suzuka factory specifically for this bike wow. um and they decided to take uh the the for the motor uh they took the the Honda Cub F which was a bicycle motor uh, uh, essentially a clip-on motor that you would just install onto a bicycle to be able to power yourself around uh, which they had sold from 1952 to 1954. Now this was a 50cc, one horsepower motor, which was uh, a popular success at the time. You know, which was uh, just because of the the demands and the the needs for something very simple and and cheap to get around on. But but quickly, you know, it, it became outdated, uh, and they saw production after two years. But what? honda decided was if they could improve this motor and take it from one horsepower to four horsepower that would be enough to power a a small motorcycle Mm -hmm. around to uh to serve people just for for general transportation and that became the goal for what 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 they wanted to do with this project. And uh, like I said, they introduced this, uh, the first model of the Honda Cub, uh, which actually was called the Super Cub, I should say, to distinguish distinguish it from the bicycle motor, which was the Honda Mm -hmm. Cub. Uh, That was introduced in 1958 in Japan and then in 1959 in the U.S. And as uh, I believe you had mentioned earlier, there was a campaign uh, that was called You Meet the Nicest People on a Honda. And this was the bike that was the the basis for that campaign because this was a very small bike that anybody could ride and it was infinitely infinitely useful for just everyday uh everyday uh, purposes and and Honda specifically designed that campaign to be a counterpoint to what had kind of become the dominant narrative about motorcycles at the time which was sort of this bad boy outlaw um uh, idea which had you know, come about in the 1950s, mid-1950s, and really had taken root by the, you know, the, the late 50s, early 60s in this country. And uh, so so instead of of this sort of, uh, you know, scofflaw image, Honda was portraying that, you know, these small bikes can be ridden by everyday nice people just like you. And sure enough, that sold a ton of bikes. Um and uh, and in fact, uh, the Honda Cub was was one of the, the best selling. What well, was the best selling bike that they had in the beginning? Because the early Dream and Bentley models that Honda brought in to the U.S. Uh, when they introduced uh, when they introduced the U.S. market in 1959, uh, the, apparently those early models had a lot of engine problems. So a lot of them had to be shipped back to Japan. So the only only models that hmm. the U.S. dealers had on the floor were the Honda Cub. So. Wow. So they, that's, that's all they had to sell. Um, <clears throat> now, I want to talk a little bit about the characteristics of this bike and what uh, what the factors were that they wanted to take into consideration that made it what it was. Now, first off, Honda gave their design team two general general guidelines for designing the bike. One, create things that fit in the hand. And two... Create things that are easy to operate. And these are very broad goals, but they wanted to make sure that those things were always kept in mind with with everything that they did in designing this bike. Uh, In addition to that, so Shiro Honda himself gave uh, two requirements for the engine. Number one, he wanted the engine to be a four-stroke because he felt this was cleaner and quieter than the typical two-stroke uh, motor of the time, and he in all of his uh experience in Europe convinced him that the two-stroke was not the way to go because of how la- how loud it was, how smoky it was um, you know, how much uh, how much tinkering it required and he thought that the four-stroke was a much uh superior technology to use for which he wanted to use in his bike. And the second requirement is he wanted the engine to have at least four horsepower to be able to uh, to move people around more, efficient, more efficiently than their previous one horsepower that they got yeah. at the 50cc. Now, the really interesting thing that I learned about this was, um, do, you, do you know what diameter uh, spark plugs are typically in modern motorcycle engines? Uh, no.
2: 11 millimeter.
6: No, like 9 sixteenths, aren't they? 10, 10 millimeter I think is what oh, they that's are close mm. yeah <clears throat> do you know what the first bike was that took a 10 millimeter spark plug Honda Cub a Kreider Honda Cub oh, because I know. It was either that or Crosley right because <laughs> in, in order in order to to increase the horsepower of their 50 cc motor from one horsepower to four horsepower plus they needed bigger valves And they couldn't make the valves bigger with the standard, you know, half-inch spark plug that was typical of the time. Mm -hmm. So they Honda worked with NGK to develop a ten millimeter spark plug that would fit in a small, a a smaller hole in the head that they could put bigger valves in. And that was how Honda developed four and a half horsepower out of their first fifty CC Honda Cub motor, Hmm. Super Cub motor, I should say.
1: Yeah
6: so, um so those those were the guidelines that Soshiro Honda himself had dictated for for the engine. Um, beyond that, uh, just in generally, the, they they wanted the bike to be simple to ride, simple to maintain, and simple to repair, so that it would be accessible to anyone. Uh, and part of that was also the semi-automatic clutch that was yeah. developed. Uh, and this is something I want to go into in more detail at the end here because this is this is really is the one part more than any part of this bike that I think sets it apart. From from everything else, and really makes it, it led to its it led to the success that it had. Um, so it really, I want to reserve its own section to talk just about that.
2: Hey Bagel, I have, I have a question. Yes. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but talking about horsepower, you saw like one and four horsepower. What did like <laughs> Lambretta scooters of the day? What kind of power were they making?
6: Um, well, if you're talking about in the late 50s, I would say that the Lambrettas of the time probably put out about six or seven horsepower. So, so they were, they were quite a bit faster, but, but in terms of what you get out of, out of a 50 CC engine, four and a half is pretty impressive because like Mm -hmm. I said, their, their first 50 CC motor only had one horsepower and they wanted to to bump that up to over four and, and they managed to find, find simple, but effective ways to do that, uh, which was, was part of what made the cub so successful because not only was it, was it powerful for its size, it was also really, really efficient. So it was great on gas, and uh, um,
5: uh, is that the same horsepower that they have now? Oh. Like what's uh, the difference between that was a fifty cc? Now was, they're bigger right. yeah, it's, it's bigger.
6: Big, yeah, and I'll talk about the uh, evolution as well. Oh, good, good, good. Keep going. They're gonna, they're I want to hear more,
5: Uncle Bagel. I love <laughs> oh, stories <laughs> like this. Yes,
6: yes. So, so please listen to the to the to uh, what. Well, what else we have to sell about this bike. So one of the things that set the, the uh, Honda cup apart was that it had larger wheels than most scooters back in that day. Um, mm-hmm. And this was uh, a, a, it was, this was intentionally designed that way so that the bike would perform well, both on paved roads and on rough roads, because there were a lot of uh, unpaved and rough roads after world war two. Uh, so the se- larger 17 inch wheels uh, would allow the bike to handle any terrain fairly capably, um, but they were not so big that, the, that it made the bike difficult to ride for smaller riders. Now this is, this is something that Soshiro Hondo had noticed when on his trip to Europe because most mopeds back in those days had wheels that were 19 inches to 26 inches, more like bicycle wheels. Now that the drawback of that is it makes the bike much taller. So shorter people have a harder time riding it. and in Japan, after World War II, uh, because uh, you know, and the post-war conditions, nutrition was was really difficult to come by. There were a lot of people who who were much shorter in those days, so they needed to take that into consideration. That shorter people needed a way a, a bike to that they could ride that was fit, that would fit them. And the but the the genius behind that is that because it it made it capable for shorter people to ride that bike. That meant it would fit anyone around the world, and was one of the factors that made that bike really, really successful. Um, another thing that that was really uh, integral to the design was the step-through configuration, uh, which you noted earlier uh, about the bike in Moto Talbot, uh, because one of the the main groups that Hon- Honda marketed mm-hmm. this bike towards was women in yeah. the sixties. Uh, in fact, they took out full two-page. Full-color ads in magazines, in women's magazines, in Japan, in the U.S., all around the world to market this bike as something that was very simple, easy, and and effective to ride. And it proved to be extremely popular. And
1: Bagel, I remember when I got my first tour at Atlas Honda in Pakistan, mm-hmm. and they were talking about how they're making such a great effort to try and create women riders in Pakistan. Mm-hmm. But that they needed to come up with a step-through design, and they were looking right. at licensing this, because this style isn't in Pakistan, and yep. I'm surprised they haven't brought it in yet, but this answers that for especially in a culture like Pakistan, where it's but, uh, unpopular exactly. for women to spread their legs, even just to get onto a motorcycle.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and and these would be the ideal bikes for that market. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> And uh, so some of the other characteristics that went into design were obviously a low displacement engine, uh, but they also wanted it to be a high RPM engine mm. so uh, that it would be run quite efficiently. Um, but at the same time, it also needed to be low compression so that it was easy to kick over. So there, there are a lot of different factors that needed to be taken into consideration. Um, it also needed to have a rugged frame to be able to withstand rough terrain when it needed to ride, up, ride over that. Um It also needed to use quality mass production techniques because Honda had every intention of making this a, because like I said, it was supposed to be an every man vehicle. This is a bike they wanted to sell around the world and they needed to produce a lot of them. And um, one of the, uh, also one of the other requirements that Soshiro Honda had uh, kind of informally made for this bike was they wanted it to be capable to be ridden while carrying a tray of soba noodles <laughs> and for, for delivery riders in Japan. And if if you have not seen what this looks like, it's not just a bunch of cups of noodles on a tray. Mm-hmm. This is like carrying a tower of cups of noodles on a tray on your shoulder, on your left shoulder, as you're riding along on your bicycle with your right. And this is the way that they delivered noodles in Japan back in the 50s. And so... Uh, the thought of that Soshiro Honda had was if we can sell this bike to noodle shops, we are set. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like, I don't know how many noodle shops there are in Japan, but every single one is gonna want one of these bikes. <laughs> Good so, morning Yeah. And and then the last thing that I wanted to mention too is that this uh the Honda Cub was one of the in fact, I think it was the first motorcycle <laughs> to use plastic body panels. Mm because they used uh, plastic just straight up injected molded plastic for the leg shield and the uh, front fender and the side covers. And this was done to uh, not only reduce the cost of uh, manufacturing with, you know, stamped steel, but uh, also reduce the weight so that the bike would be that much more efficient. And then, um, so these, these were all the factors that went into the original design, but then of course, as the years went on in this bike, it gained in popularity and, and uh, production increased more and more. They developed it further and further. And I also want to get into a lot of mm-hmm, the variations mm-hmm. that developed out of this. But um, for, for across the whole ranges that they produced, uh, they introduced other uh, innovations like a dual range transmission for the Trail Series, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I think was introduced first in 1960. Uh, they introduced uh, overhead cam engines in 1965. Uh, the the Honda Cub motor, in all of its variations, was available in either the semi-automatic transmission or a manual transmission. Uh, in some, in I don't think the Cub was ever offered with manual, but other variants did have manual transmissions, and that had three or four speeds as well.
1: Um, hold on, uh, Jim. Remember when we were at Peterson Auto Museum? Yes. There was one on display that had the full touring package. Do you remember this? Oh, had a big windshield and it had. Mm -hmm. I think it had like some leather like aprons or something. Mm -hmm. It it had a. It was amazing that this little bike you get a full touring Mm -hmm. package. Mm -hmm. It was really cool.
6: Oh yeah, there's there's no shortage of of accessories for these too.
1: So, and what were the the engine sizes?
6: Oh, well, I'm mm-hmm. going to get into that okay. in just a minute as we go through the models. Mm-hmm. But but some of the other innovations that were also added later on were uh, CDI ignition, mm-hmm. uh, fuel injection, and electric start, eventually. So I want to talk about the the different uh, permutations of the Honda Cub. Um, and there are several different product lines that Honda came out with that are all derivatives of the Honda Cub. So and there's about five or six of these. So I want to go through each one of these in uh A little bit first, obviously, is the Super Cub line that we've been talking about so far, and that started with their 50cc. Um, Also, I want to mention that there have been there were some trademark conflicts about the Super Cub name Um, in the USA. They could not use the Super Cub name for this bike because the Piper Super Cub airplane already was had been on the market since 1949. So, because uh, this is a different vehicle. Even though it's a road-going vehicle rather than an air vehicle, uh, Honda really couldn't use couldn't call it the Super Cub. So that's why in the U.S. market they were called Honda 50s, Honda 90s, and so on. Uh, also in the U.K., the Triumph Tiger Cub motorcycle uh, mm-hmm. was a similar enough name that Honda decided we're not going to mess with with that and you know risk um, you know a trademark lawsuit. And did you know similar naming conventions yeah. in, in that market as well? Um so for the Super Cub <clears throat> they they offered this bike in in a variety of different engine sizes and uh they started out with 50cc as i mentioned in 1958 um and and in fact all the way back to 1952 going back 70 years with the Honda Cub F uh bicycle clip-on engine um but uh they offered the uh the the 50cc in 1958 is what they called the C100 um then they came out with the C one hundred and two in nineteen sixty, which Ooh, had electric. Yeah, had electric fifty <laughs> cc with electric start, a battery and coil ignition. So they were they were moving up, you know, little little steps. But uh, <laughs> yeah, um, then they came then they uh, they came out with uh, other variants of the of the C mm-hmm. uh, C fifty later on in nineteen sixty six, which had the overhead cam engine. Um, that also was the basis later for the CM91, uh, which was a more conventionally styled bike, but used the same engine, bumped out to 90 cc's. Um, Honda also produced a moped version mm-hmm. of the Honda Cub for the Benelux market, which is uh, Belgium, Netherlands, and Luxembourg, hmm. which has functional pedals. You could pedal it like a bicycle because they have tax advantages for mopeds in those countries. Interesting. Yep. Um, I'm looking at the and, MB50. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um but the the, the uh, they came out with um well the the C50 really only lasted until the late 60s but they did come out with a couple of uh, retro models later on in uh 19 uh 2007 and 2018 they came out with a 3-speed and 4-speed. Um but of course, those 50cc models were not enough power for a lot of markets around the world. So, Honda decided that they needed to bump up engine sizes. Uh, the first bump that they did was in 1965 when they came out with, which that was actually was their first uh, overhead cam engine uh, with a C65, uh, which also was the basis for the CM90. Mm-hmm. Um then later in 1969, they bumped up the Honda, the Super Cub to 70ccs, uh, which became the C70. Uh, and then later on in 1981, they started calling that the Passport in the United States, yep. which is probably what a lot of our listeners are familiar with, the uh, Honda C70 Passport, which is one that I have in the back of my shop right over there. <clears throat> um, Honda also came out with a 90cc version of the Cub in 1963, Uh which was first called the C-200. 1967, they renamed it to the C-90, and that continued on for, for many years. Uh, they also came out with a 100cc version for the Asian market in 1986, which was called the EX-5 or the Dream, uh, which was a, a four-speed uh, four manual uh, shift version of the Cub. Uh, they also came out with 110cc versions, I think also for the, the Asian market in 2009 and 2011. And then, of course, in two thousand eight. They came out with the Super Cub 125, which has been talked about uh, quite a bit in the last, last few years. So those are the models that have have come out uh, throughout the history of the Super Cub itself. But the there are several variants, like I mentioned, off of the Super Cub line. The first one was the Trail series, and a lot of you uh, probably yeah. know these from like the the, the C- Trail CT 110. Uh, but this started out as a 50cc version of the Cub that was meant for off-road riding. And uh I think the, the very first versions were uh were created by a dealer in Idaho who took uh the uh the Honda 50 and put knobby tires on it and did a couple of other little modifications to help make it uh more more capable for off-road riding. Mm-hmm. And Honda got wind of this, what this dealer was doing, because they, they were they had they were selling bikes like hotcakes, and so Honda wanted to know what what's your secret? What are you doing to sell all these bikes? And they said, well, we're just putting these other tires on them and this and that. And Honda mm-hmm. said, you know, we want to make a yeah. bike like that. So they that's how they came out with their Trail Series, and and this became really really popular for people who wanted to go, you know, hunting, fishing, going camping, uh, and it became a a a, a whole. Yeah, there was a cult following uh, behind these bikes that they came had, out in the '56. F- they 67. had the
2: folding, uh, the folding handlebars. Yeah,
6: uh, or was some that of the CTs? Did, Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. They had some of them had folding handlebars, um, so you could put it in the back of your truck, yeah. you know, and carry it with you. Sure. Um, they they came out with um, with 50 cc's at first, then it bumped up to 55, and then in '68 they came out with the dual range three speed transmission. Um, uh, and that dual range transmission was really important for, uh, for climbing up the st- uh, t- steeper inclines, uh, you know, if you're going off-roading yeah. for, you know, for more adventurous <coughs> stuff. Um, uh, and then in 64, they bumped it up to a 90 CC for the trail 90. Um, then, uh, the trail 90 got the dual range transmission in 1966. Uh, then in 1980, they came out with the, uh, the 110, uh, which is the Trail 110 that, that most of us know. And then, of course, in 2021 was the uh, Hunter Cub uh, yeah. CT 125. <clears throat> uh, there's all, there also was a Sports Cub line that was hmm. made for a few years in the 1960s that I don't think a lot of people know about. Um, this was a bike that that was based on the same platform as, as the Super Cub, but it had a conventional motorcycle tank uh, in the normal position. Uh, and this was a, a, manual transmission bike, uh, that, that was designed to be a little bit more sporty. Um, and they were made sold, I think from 1960 through 67, 68, something like that. Um, and those were made first to 50 CCs. Um, uh, actually I think they may have only been 50 CC bikes. Um, but, uh, but a little, little known variant of the, of the cub. Then of course there are the mini bikes uh, that Honda <laughs> made, uh, starting in 1961 with the uh, Honda Monkey bike.
1: Bagel, I think is... we need to save all the mini bikes for another for another do one. You think so? I hmm. do.
6: Okay. Well, what about the Honda auto clutch? Cuz I really would like to talk about that too. Should that be a flush? Yeah, I, like yeah, I think day? I think
1: we need I oh, think man. we need to yeah, wrap this up and okay. save it for
6: another. One. There's so much here. Okay. I, then let's talk about the mini bikes on their own episode. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. And and the auto clutch as well.
1: I wanted to add something. Jim and I were just looking up Yeah. the new Honda Cub. Like I found one here for, uh, locally for sale. It's a 2019 that for some reason has only 26 miles and has never been registered they're asking 5900 Jim how much is the list price on a brand new one
2: well if you want to go high hog with the uh, c-125 with the ABS yeah. it'll cost you 3700
1: somebody's trying to sell one for 5900 is this because they get it yes there's such a market for them? because
2: you probably can't find a new one mm-hmm. which is mm.
1: crazy just how popular
0: wow. they are
2: I see my, I, some dudes just did the uh, mm-hmm. trans-American trail on a pair of them yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it is amazing yeah. how popular these bikes we are. We saw a
2: monkey bike out yesterday,
6: didn't we? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. and correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. but, but the, the, the 70cc Atlas Honda engines in Pakistan, aren't those derivative from the Honda Cub engines?
1: Uh, I mean, all the 70ccs.
6: Right. Yeah. I mean they they have the vertical cylinders mm-hmm. sticking right out in front yep. just like yeah. them. So, it's Yeah. Just,
1: yeah, it's one of the most popular engines. Well, can yep. can we can we wrap up there and then and yeah, maybe for let's another?
5: Carla's got a good oh,
1: yeah. a good tidbit, which is what pretty you got, exciting.
2: Carla? When did I you to know put the seat vibrator on? <laughs> okay. <laughs> when did the bullet vibrator oh, yeah. go
3: on the club? Ha- That's an aftermarket item. <laughs> uh, exactly. You no, know, I'm trying to remember if my my first bike I rode was the Honda C90 or the Yamaha HT1. Oh. and mm. they're kind of the same size, right? And I only mm-hmm. have a photo, like this vague photo of it. Mm. Well, I used
1: to ride a passport in high school. A f- one of my friends had one, and I would cut school and go just ride in the Oakland Hills. And that mm. little bike would get me all over. Like, that was free. Yep.
2: Did you meet the nicest people?
0: met oh, the, the nicest people. Exactly. I was just the looking nicest. at the John
3: Travolta commercial for the nicest mm. people ad. If you look at uh, ha- really? the nicest people on YouTube with John Travolta, you can see a whole ad. I think that was oh, his wow. first gig. It was super young. That's funny. Super young. So yeah, Bacon, let's save nice. the mini
1: bikes. Cause those are all offshoots. I mean, there's okay. the, the Cub is the most popular bike in the world. Yeah. Um, because it's so well designed and the fact that it's still around is amazing.
6: So yeah. And, and the fact that they found so many different variations mm-hmm. of it that they could make for different applications, you know, just proves that, that it, it solid engineering, solid design, and it, it proved itself, you know, well, around you. the world.
1: That was a. Yeah. That was awesome. That was a bagels yeah. history hole. I love
5: it. Was it. a bagel hole. <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> a, bagel, right?
1: a bagel hole. And ah.
5: I have to ask,
6: what's a the bagel bike, mini hole. That's it. What's <laughs> the bike with the red fender that's right next to you? That is ah. my 1982 CT70 that I picked up a couple weeks ago. Nice. That's
5: his
1: foray. Bagels a scooterist. That's his foray into motorcycles. Yes,
5: exactly. Yep because i like small
6: bikes so you know that's what that's what drew me in my first bike
5: was a cl175 oh nice that was great very cool a 73 you see
3: the honda groms everywhere here now the groms are Mm -hmm.
5: awesome oh yeah i'm
2: looking at this john travolta (laughs) commercial it's it's worth a look so cute i
1: have a a question mike Mm -hmm. did you see any of these cubs in italy well,
7: I you know what it's really hard to say because there, there's so many small bikes and yeah. scooters and you know, like there's definitely motorcycles. I, I was expecting <laughs> to see a lot more motorcycles in Italy, yeah. but it was it's very much scooters and mopeds and, and things like that. So I mean I wonder I, I, if they I'm, couldn't I'm get, sure I probably saw like a bunch of them. I,
1: I wonder if they think. couldn't get into that market though because Vespa, Vespa is I mean there's so Oh no, well they it's are, not just that in that market too. Oh, okay.
6: It's
7: not the only thing oh, sure. you see there too. I mean got like, mm-hmm. another thing I was surprised about was like I thought there'd be like forty six everywhere yeah and rossi mm. right but like you know mm. it's kind of it's, it's not it's not the case mm. and the same thing with mm. the scooters I, I have so many to see that like you just kind of like a oh, scooter you, you just don't even look anymore because right. it's not like there's a so, lot so
1: kelly i have a question for you yes so you listen to our show back yes. home oh, yeah. what's it like being in the room oh it's, well, <laughs> is it it's just like stereo the whole,
4: spending the whole day down here is a blast yeah yeah, yeah. you had fun try- oh yeah yeah had fun tried to get in and help where i could and.
1: you did you jumped right in you know the routine
4: oh yeah yeah this there was some third, work going on today this yeah. is my third time to the garage think second time of the podcast third or fourth time to the garage itself yeah just when i'm i'm usually in the area to visit family but i always try to make sure that like i tell family don't schedule anything for me <laughs> <laughs> because i'm um, <laughs> sunday's booked and i, I can yeah, you know i can see nice. family the rest that's of the week that's cool but
1: well, I appreciate you coming down, and yeah. and um, if anyone else is in we the like area, visitors, come on down. We like visitors. We'll put you to work. Bring oh yeah, yeah, it's a good, it's a good time. <laughs> Got the nice. Tools. Well, yeah. and, and Kim, I, next time I hope you'll come and spend more time, like. Julie I hope so We'll put you to work too Right up next time No, we yeah. gotta keep an eye on Absolutely. her though yeah. That she's yeah, not I installing do. any extra components was, on oh, bikes I was gonna ask
2: about the classic chrome butt clapper But I didn't <laughs> have a chance <laughs> yeah.
1: I'll send you one Save that one. save that one. <laughs> Oh, now we're gonna have to come yeah. up
3: with a you name can, for you this You can do a what
0: product review on it more. My uh, mother listens
1: no. to the show Oh Stop my well, I mean, yourself. and Carla's here, so this is going to be a big hit on the show. Wow. Yeah. Oh.
4: We're expecting big numbers, Carla. Okay,
3: <laughs> but no pressure here. <laughs> one more
1: one more announcement I forgot to mention. Uh, in the past, like, week, somehow we we surpassed 3 million downloads. Woo-hoo. Fantastic. Wow.
2: Congratulations. Congratulations. As we, I mean, we, we all
1: did it, but it's like... Yeah. It's just crazy. It just keeps going. I think Kelly's a bunch of those right there.
2: I was shocked how the podcast, the numbers were off the chart when you were gone.
1: I know it is true. (laughs) Right, right. Hey, how about sharing everybody's social media
5: handles? Because I heard, you know, everybody's on IG and this and
1: that. Yeah, I'm too old for that. But but do share yours. How can people find out more about you? There we go.
5: Uh, (laughs) Sure. It's all major, you know, podcast platforms for sex chat with Kim Ayers and Mm -hmm. all social media at Kim Ayers. And then TikTok's the only one. It's the Kim Ayers. That's oh. another Is this safe story.
2: for work?
3: No. Okay.
5: no. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, just it's... Volume down, please. <laughs> <laughs> heard are on her. the microphone. Funny yeah, yeah. props. But yeah, so it's good stuff. Oh. Yeah. And email, Chat at gmail.com. You did not just give, to give out your email. email. I did, I did, because
1: that's
2: my, my <laughs> public <laughs> one. So um, that's good. Send bike pics.
1: And I know next week, Jim, you're going to the you're going to the desert, ones. a new desert.
2: Yeah, I'll do. I'll, if anybody in Southern California, since Mike doesn't like dirt bikes anymore, Get my hand's broken, man. <laughs> uh, no, just kidding. Get I just miss you. Down. It hurts. I like. I love having you camping. Um, no, I'm going to be down in an area called Alabama Hills, which is south of Bishop, uh, yeah. oh. eastern Eastern Sierras, and it's next to the northern part of Death Valley National Park. So. I'm going to be down there most of the week next week if anyone's bored and wants to come out and... Help me not die! Come on out, but it should be beautiful. But Carla and I were talking about; it. she's been in that area.
3: Find the hot springs,
1: and uh Find springs. I'm going to throw some out. Maybe Carla, you'll want to come with me uh next Saturday. Gilroy power sports is going to be oh. doing Royal Enfield test rides. Oh, I love fun. Enfield. You know do how it, I love Enfield. Them. So I kind of yeah. want to just go ride do them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to do that. Get ride, them them all. All. Get ride them all. Them all. And and there's in. a
3: new There's a new model though. The interceptor's awesome.
1: There's a new model that really? I want to check out. Yeah. That looks pretty cool. I guess it's based off of the Himalayan. I'm really? not sure. Anyway, yeah. I may be
5: making it's the things Himalayan the Himalayan No, no, no. They Heimlich were talking maneuver. about it last year at IMS. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So so I'm going to be going to so uh, Gilroy now. Power yeah, yeah, yeah. Sports. Uh, maybe, John, you want to come? Or are you perhaps, working? Perhaps. Perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go ride some no bikes. We're so um, this is the part of the show where I tell everyone thank you. Thank you for the listeners who have uh, – donate to our Patreon and allow us to do things like give bikes away to girls in Pakistan. Thank you to the listeners who are driving our, our numbers up. We appreciate it. Keep sharing. I'm going to give some asks that send us emails. We want to help you send us emails. Let us know what you're doing. Let us know what you want to hear. Also, uh, if you haven't yet, please give us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to it so that uh, it helps more people find us. Uh Oh,
0: batteries oh
1: you gotta plug that computer in son on that note we better get out of here thank you everyone go to motorcycles and misfits.com you'll find everything there i still got some shirts for sale yeah i've been sending some out and don't forget december oh you're messing it up there there you go don't forget december 3rd and you can come to our party um i think we're ready to go thanks everyone this is
2: Thank you, jim stumpy john
1: Carla King, Kim Ayers,
6: Kelly, Mike, Mm, Bagel,
1: and we are out of here.
6: Cool, cool.